0: I'm Caitlin. I'm Sarah. We're just women having candid conversations about all things life. Welcome to Coffee and Mimosas. Cheers. Here we are. We're recording. We're here. We're here. We're We're here. here. We're live. I mean, not live. <laughs> always i always say that live live from studio a whispering pines north
1: carolina that's
0: right we have luke and Brittany. <laughs> <laughs> it's my radio voice do you like it yeah it's great oh good good sure I'm so glad perfect <laughs> well this has been um uh, i feel like a long time in the making yeah yeah for sure when we first launched the podcast luke was like Biggest supporter, like like that. Yep. This is great. Da da da. You know. And I was yep. like, Oh hey. Mm-hmm. Right. Because it was women. Before you even
2: got started. Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah. She was like,
0: What? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so obviously, this is called. She's the boss, and you identify as a male. Mm-hmm. So. Um, and are a male. Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. None <laughs> of that <tough> stuff. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. 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 So <laughs> we talked like can we have a male on our podcast is this a thing and we were like we can do it we can do it she's the boss yeah let's do it right so so welcome yeah inaugural first man on the podcast one
2: of many maybe i don't know maybe yeah we'll see we'll see how this one goes yeah Yeah. we said at (laughs) some point
3: we need our husbands to come on too yeah so there you go but
0: we just talked about that yeah we'll see Yeah. We'll see how they uh <laughs> we'll see how they, how they respond. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So, yes, welcome. Britney's here too, right? Not to yep, take yep. away from your amazingness. <laughs> Britney has done all of my cultivate with KG branding photography. And that's how we met. And I don't even know how you guys
2: know each other. Oh my wife. Yeah. Oh, I okay. met
1: before that. Oh.
2: Yeah, at I a guess party. we did. Yeah, me I was and Casey like, actually met. I introduced yeah. you guys. Yeah, that's true. You yeah. made us ride to the beach together. That yeah. was, that's the whole story. Casey yeah. didn't want to. No. Made no. her
1: anyways. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's so so that, was that, is that topic with his wife. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that is before. a topic. They worked together. And then, yep, yep, we worked together. And then I met him at a party. And I think that's how we met. Yeah. And then um, I. Because of Sam. Yep. So yep. he was coming to the beach. And this is all here. Sam is
2: her husband. Yeah. Yep. Okay.
1: I wanted my friend to come to the beach, which was Casey. And then I was like, y'all should just ride together. And she's like, I'm not doing that. And I was like, yeah, you are. And so they did. just
0: ride together to the beach for two hours. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. What if you were a serial
2: killer? And here we are. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you weren't a serial killer. No. Yeah.
1: No. This (laughs)
2: was before Crime (laughs) Junkie. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah, Before we knew any better. I feel like a serial killer some days. But
0: so how long ago was that?
2: Eight nine years ago, something like Maybe that. Maybe ten. Oh my gosh! While.
0: So you guys have like known each other for a really yeah. long yeah. time. Did yeah. you know that when you set this up? No, mm-hmm. really. Yeah. I mean, I knew that they knew each other, but yeah. I didn't know that you
2: knew knew each other. I guess we were, oh, we were yeah. friends before. Yeah, before mm-hmm. me. And yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yep. Crazy. Yeah. With another guy. Mm-hmm. She was. Yeah. Uh oh. Oh. Not like getting... that. Like I mean, she was, but uh, it's not like. it but was But no, I was <laughs> splitting them up. No. Yeah. Because he was. He was not a nice
0: guy. And I was like, Luke's a nice guy?
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Here we
0: are." Wow, okay, yeah, yeah. cool. So now, tell us what you do, who you are.
2: Ladies first, Brittany.
1: Okay, here we go. So I am a hairdresser in Southern Pines. I also do photography, and I'm an Enneagram 7, so I'm all over the place. I love just right off the bat. She's like, yeah. <laughs> she's like,
3: yep. let me touch Caitlin's
1: throat <laughs> right Just right a little over here. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I, love, I love the Enneagram, but yeah, I love anything new, exciting. I love the future, um, I have two little kids, a two-year-old and a four-year-old, and a hubby. Um, yeah, yeah boy, all... girl. Um, boy. The, and the a hubby girl. is a man. And identifies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and identifies as a male.
1: yeah. <laughs> we have a boy and a girl, and then we also have seventeen chickens.
0: Dang. Yeah, and of then eggs. two dogs. Yep. Wow. So you're busy.
1: Busy, busy. Maybe I a like, little bit. I like that
0: though. Yeah. Yeah. As a seven, I would imagine yep. that you like all the things, yep. all the time. Yeah, yep. cool. Luke,
2: my turn. Your mm-hmm. turn. Okay. Well, I don't know what enneagram I am, so I guess maybe we should. What? Better check take the test, out. boy.
0: Yeah. Ugh. <sighs> I think you should do it now.
2: We'll pause. How much time do we have, right,
0: <laughs> <Why> <laughs> Luke? Take the enneagram. Yeah, we can
2: do that. No, <laughs> I don't know. What so, do you think I am? Do
0: you uh, I have some guesses, but I hate doing that because yeah.
2: I. Do you think it affects I feel the like answers? Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: You need to take it when you leave here and then text us what the
3: answer
2: was. Yeah. Okay. We can put it in the, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So I have no idea what that is, so.
0: Okay. Well, the anagram's great. We'll talk yeah. about that later. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah well, that should be a topic for sure. Um,
2: but yeah, so I own the Marketplace and we're franchising three little girls. Hence why I wanted to be on She's the Boss so bad because need three little bosses running yeah. around, you know? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Entrepreneur. By heart. <clears throat> Sorry. That started when I was like 14, probably. So, not probably, for sure. So, my parents live on Pine Hills Golf Course on the 8th Fairway. And the Women's US Open. Mm-hmm. Of all things, how it started me being an entrepreneur. It's kind of funny. Yeah. Um, but, so, we were selling water bottles for a dollar a bottle. Made 600 bucks a day for five days. 14 they put me in the newspaper. And that's when I was like, alright, well, i got to work for myself because... Because this is cool. Hey, yeah, pissing off all the golf course people, you know.
0: Yeah. And
2: they, they were wouldn't like,
0: let you do that anymore, I don't think.
2: Well, it was our property and they like had the the guide rope tied off on our tree in our yard. And he was like, You can't reach over and grab the money.
0: Uh, okay. And <laughs> well, the guy was can like, come. Can you like this? Yeah. And, you
2: know, like, reached. And I, people can't see me, but he was reaching across the line, like, buying four bottles of water. And He had arms fulls of water. I was like, This is the coolest thing ever.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you might well, be an Enneagram th-
2: three. Yeah, well, like we were talking about, like teaching our kids to ride bikes a couple weeks ago, like watching all the kids in the neighborhood. I'm like, why don't we just do lemonade stand and make money? Uh, yeah, I mean, that's all your that's brain way works. more valuable uh-huh. than riding a bike. Because uh-huh. was last time any of you rode a bike? Yeah, um, 20 years ago maybe. Like for me,
3: I just thought about that the other day. I was like, wait, I still haven't taught my seven year old how to ride a bike without training That's what meals. happens when you have five
2: kids. they know? <laughs> Real life skills probably. Oh yeah, you can go a lot further than riding a bicycle. I forgot
3: what he was doing. I was like, he'll do that, but he gets scared when I mention riding a bike. Mm. I can't remember what we were doing the other day, but I was like, he's such a little daredevil, but freaks out when I'm like, let's try that. Yeah. So I kind of quit like a year ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trying to teach him, I'm like, yeah, he'll figure it out one day if he well, wants. It's not to. like potty training.
0: It's not right. like a you know problem if oh, it doesn't happen. He
3: was doing flips into the pool. Oh. That's what it was, and I was like, oh, he'll do flips into the pool, but not. <laughs> But he won't learn how to ride a bike. <laughs> ride a bike. Yeah, he's like, is. I don't want to fall and crack my head. I'm like, mm, my but kids you're have doing no doing.
1: fear. Flip no into the pool. My son just jumped in the pool without a life jacket this weekend. Oh, he was see, not a care yeah. in the world. And two, he tried to swim. So I was like, hmm, he's I guess the one we can that's two lesson. or four. Two. Yeah. Yep.
3: My two year old's the same way.
1: My four year old is too. I was like, we're in for it.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just. Uh, I mean, totally just goes in like he knows how to swim and then mm-hmm. freaks out. Yep. Yeah. You'd think he'd learn, but he doesn't. 05
2: oh. years five-year-old. <laughs> hey, at uh, Sadie's birthday party a couple weeks ago, that was the first time Ellie swam without floaties. Oh. She went off the water slide in the pool with no floaties for the first time ever and swam like a champ.
0: Oh, there I you go. I was like, oh, you just
2: had to be around 15 other kids that did it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That makes yep. sense. Yeah.
0: Positive peer influence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Depending on how you look at that. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could swim i can yeah figuring it out totally it ended up being positive could yeah. have gone bad yeah so there you were selling water bottles yep
2: yeah. and that was kind of like you know back and forth trips to big lots buying the cases of water with dad um so it's kind of like i mean and we build pine straw and stuff with my grandpa and sold it before that but that was kind of like the get no-brainer for me to work for yourself and i don't think i could work for anybody else again
0: yeah mm-hmm. i agree with that like I mean, I would if I had to. Like, if the. Oh, it would be. W- uh, yeah, I would so ha- hard. Though. Yeah. It would be. But if it was my last resort to like. Very humbling. Yeah. M- make money or who knows, you know, I, Girl, I would. I, don't,
1: I still don't know if I could.
0: I'd, yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd be
1: I'd, YouTube-ing it out. Is- I'd be on the road, like maybe selling some water bottles, mm-hmm. like figuring it
0: out. Ice cream truck could. or yeah, something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean. I could
2: do it, but not for very long.
0: No, I hear what if you're I did saying. It,
1: I would have to be the leader
2: yeah like, yeah like work
1: my way up and be like, like let me show you that i can do this yeah
0: prove yourself <laughs> yeah
2: Man, i'm too type a for that like i'm coming in and be like mm, you're out i'm in
0: it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you work from afar <laughs> i run i'm the captain now
0: <laughs> yeah i think you might be an enneagram three yeah that's what i am very yeah. ambitious goal oriented
2: yeah kind of blind like blinders on yeah it kinda. could be
0: it could be really bad because yeah, toxic
2: you can... yeah <laughs> Yeah. You could just
0: run people over to reach your goal. That's yeah. the negative side of the three. Hopefully, yeah. you're healthy enough to not do that maybe anymore. To a certain
2: extent, I think I still do it, but mm. not in like the how? way. I don't know. Let's like, just dive into it. Yeah, Let's yeah, just hear yeah.
0: What's the crappy side of your personality?
2: <laughs> I don't know. 70% of it's kind of crappy most of the time, I guess. Um, like, I don't know. Like, I like to win. Uh huh. I don't like to do stuff that I'm not good at. Yep. Uh, same. My kids I have my oldest and youngest are their birthdays are one day apart and they're like the exact same person. And they're the same way. They're like like Evie, the two year old. She didn't she wouldn't walk until she was better than her sisters. She was like, I'm going to walk and I'm going to not. She wouldn't do it
3: mm-hmm.
2: until she knew she could stand up and do it.
3: I have two kids like that they walked at like between 15, 16 months, but they literally like stood up and just walked across the room. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm okay. practicing that somewhere. Yeah. in secret." Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. And the in five year old was walking at like 10 months old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That firstborn. Yeah. That firstborn. So like they're the same mindset, but d- take different approaches to mm-hmm. get there. When that's me, they're like, I, I'm not going to do anything until I can. Casey hates it. My wife hates it. She's like, oh, you can't be the best at everything. I'm like, well then I'm not going to do it. If I'm not going to be the best. <laughs> Like we played, we went to Drive Shack last weekend, this past weekend. I was like, terrible, I'm terrible at golf. I'm like, I hate this because I'm not good. Yeah. So everybody's like, you want to go? I'm like, no, not until I practice and spend probably thousands of dollars to be Uh good at it.
0: Yeah. yeah, I can completely relate to that. It's because we don't like failure. We don't want to be bad. We don't want to let ourselves down.
2: Yeah, it's not a good thing to teach your kid. Like it is, but it isn't because your kids, they see me get frustrated. And my wife's like, they don't need to, they need to learn that it's okay to.
0: Yeah, play so you're going to have, have to, fun. I'm like, eh. <laughs> But is it? Is it even fun if you're not like, winning? That's like
2: everybody gets a trophy. That's not how it is. <laughs> Ricky Bobby, first year, mm-hmm. if you ain't first, you're last kind of thing. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> and it's a balance, mm-hmm. right, of feeling that way and also being like, okay, I am actually not good at everything. Yeah. yeah. And I can sort of accept that somehow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> me with skiing. It's
2: never yeah. going
3: to happen. Right. I just can't do it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, then you have the other side that's like, uh. If you're watching golf on TV and you're like, oh, you finished 75th. this guys still make 30 grand to play golf for the weekend. So their side of me is like, man, that might be, be all right to be okay at golf mm-hmm. and not be winning. Mm-hmm. You're not going to win 6 million. Yeah. But if you can make 30 grand to play a weekend of golf, that'd be okay way to make a living.
0: Sure. 52 and weeks a year. Everything equates to the success side of things yeah. in your head, mm-hmm. right? It's not like, go do it to do it. Yeah. It's like, how like fun. what am
2: I okay with? It's kind of like that number of like scaling a business, right? Mm-hmm. What's that number? You have to have that number that you're happy with yeah, to sell or to exit or to whatever you're going to do mm-hmm. or keep going and mm-hmm. let your kids have it. What level do you have to have it at? To let your kids have it. Right. Because they can't have it right now because, well, they're five. But <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Some five-year-olds could ride. Uh, yeah, <laughs> my five-year-old
2: probably could. Yeah. Ellie could. Don't you think, Brittany? Yeah, I
0: think she
3: could. With golf, we play best ball and my... He just turned seven the other day. Um, My seven-year-old always has the best ball, but that's how we play because my husband and I aren't good, but we still like it and have fun. And we always take him, and we're like, "Well, I guess we're using Austin's ball." Yeah, Yeah, we play. I played a tournament
2: last weekend. It was like it's captain's choice, and I was like, "Oh, I don't have to drive. Cool, you hit it straight. I'm not even going to (laughs) try." Like, let's get in the golf cart. Yeah, Yeah. I'm good at that. I'll drive. (laughs)
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can serve water. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh boy. Yeah, I can, I can completely relate to that. So tell us about the journey to franchising.
2: Ooh, that's a journey. Yeah. Uh, so I, starting from the beginning, kind of bought the business January of 2020 for my mom.
0: Great time to buy a business. Yeah, great. Yeah. Yeah.
2: March, they shut us down. Uh, <laughs> and then I grew the business 42% during the pandemic.
0: Isn't that wild?
2: Yeah. I feel like
0: that's a lot of people's story is that was like a sink or swim moment where you have to mm-hmm. get resourceful, creative Figure out a way forward because it it really was sink or swim. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you lose money like we did, and fifty grand in the first quarter. And I was like, "Yep, I'm open to make up." And I don't, you know, called called who I needed to call to make sure I wasn't going like yeah, go to jail. My employees lose their jobs, but we kept all our employees. Who you call. Dan Forrest at the time was lieutenant governor. Uh, Sheriff Ronnie Fields, yeah. and the chief of police in Taylortown, and they're all like, "Well, it's a class two misdemeanor." And then Ronnie was like. But I'll see you for lunch tomorrow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, So that was kind of reassuring. And I opened up and we grew. And then I was like, well, if this is pandemic proof, other people need the opportunity to do this. How much does it cost? Figured it out. Did it. Still haven't had any franchisees. We have 130. I mean, so it's like a whole process of. But the whole reason for me doing it is like, hey, people lost their jobs during pandemic. A lot of them are working for themselves they don't know how to be successful cuz they've never worked for themselves they want to work for somebody else mm-hmm. here's an opportunity for them to work for themselves they're working under us as a franchise or they're still their own boss like they can as long as they're hitting the goals that we set for them so that you bring that into them where they're they're used to doing what somebody's telling them but they're taking that and doing it for themselves at right. the same time skin so in the game Yep. um so that's kind of the road to franchising and it's been rocky for sure <laughs>
0: Yeah, what's been so hard about it?
2: Well, focusing on certain territories is super difficult with franchising with as far as marketing goes because you have to, like, I forget what, like, like geocentrify it. Like mm-hmm. It's got to be north and south Carolina because you got to be able to be there for the first 10 or 12 franchises. When you've got people in Arizona and Florida and California, they're like, I have 130 leads. I'm like, I I'm can't do it right now. You know, So that's the toughest part of selling people now. But well, again, that's the perfectionist side of me. Is like, I'm going to pick the right person so that they're successful. Because mm-hmm. if they're successful, ultimately, you'd want, best case scenario, you'd want 10 franchises, 10 franchisees that all have 10 franchises. Sure. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm done with this now. <laughs> Let's move to the next thing.
3: Right. Moving on. Yeah. Yeah. So have you thought about doing one still closer? You yeah. Know, so like we got downtown plans for Southern one. Pines.
2: Yeah. We kind of may or may not have plans for one in your guys' backyard over here. <gasps> what? Yeah.
0: Can you tell us more or no?
2: I mean, yeah. It's not, nothing set in stone. We haven't signed a contract or anything, but <laughs> buy the new Ace Hardware. <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So, we have plans for that. So, it's the next. That's like a year away. Okay. Probably. We looked at stuff in Raleigh. It's that, this yeah. location's way over my head, though. It's a billion-dollar piece of property. Project. Not piece of property, but project. Mm. And we went and locked the property, and I'm just like, this is not what i'm used to Mm -hmm. um like the design and architecture and it's just like a whole thing so we're looking at corporate locations for sure and talking to builders and trying to get business partners to come in and like like hey you guys want equity front the cost partner with us and let's grow together where i make some money um so learning all that's a learning curve for sure
3: i feel like downtown southern pines needs more of like a breakfast place, mm-hmm. like there's plenty of dinner places, and there's nothing open on Monday. So when I go to work on Monday and I haven't done my grocery shopping, I'm like, "Well, great, I'm gonna have to drive to Chick Fil A." But sure. I I love being able to just walk somewhere downtown to mm-hmm. get breakfast. Yeah, or I lunch. grab a sandwich. Yeah, Nosh mm-hmm. was
2: great, and they closed during the pandemic because. Yep. I think the story with that was the owner didn't have childcare.
0: You've taught to- was that yeah that where was you used me yeah.
3: yeah that's where I used to go because I have gluten allergy me too so that's why oh just yeah. learned that yeah a few ago. right. Yeah. we talked about that oh. when i came in so
2: that's when mm-hmm. the croissant tattoo came into play
3: <laughs>
2: oh. shout <laughs> out to <laughs> wild and co inc nora yeah
3: so that you can still have a croissant mm-hmm. on your arm I'm
2: working on gluten for croissants right now actually a franchise and we have a distributor that's working on it wow which would be
0: Sarah goes tell me more tell me more yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
2: So that's a quantity thing over like you have to have enough be buying enough of them for them to produce them sure so if you open one more location, it'll, you'll hit that. But gluten-free croissants would be. Nobody's doing that. And nobody really, like me and my wife went into Panera. McAllister's really is kind of where we went. We'd get a tea or we'd do something, and she goes, where's the gluten-free stuff? Where's the, you know, they're not, what are they not doing? That's what we need to be doing mm-hmm. to, to slip into the market. Because mm-hmm. we're goldfish. They're sharks, right? They they've figured it out, and then they got lazy about it. So that's my goal. It's, I want to do it and build it, and when it's doing this, keep my my mom's original location mm-hmm. and sell the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to deal with all the other crap.
0: Yeah. How does that work, being in business with family or, or keeping the legacy going?
2: Uh, it was, I think it was kind of hard for mom at first when I told her I was franchising because she didn't understand the concept, which a lot of people don't. They're like, what's that mean? What's I mean, I
0: understand it on a general scale, but yeah. the nitty-gritty of it, I'd be like,
2: like
0: uh. <laughs> how to get started with <laughs> it. Right. Yeah it does sound scary
2: yeah so like that's kind of what i you know the the more i've gotten into it the more i want to build it sell build it and scale it and sell it so that i can help teach other people how Mm -hmm. to do it plus then when i exit i'm on the top instead of waiting for all the crap to happen that you know getting sued and being worth all this money it's like here's my number i want to be done yeah (laughs) and then you know how many and then what (laughs) Yeah, and then what? Like, and then and then figure it out again. Yeah, build something else and do the same thing.
0: Right, because it can't be just. It's done no more then. fun. It's
2: no fun once you get to a certain point. You're just like, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: Everybody's doing it, and I'm not a part of it anymore because I'm just not working. Just collecting a check. That's not
0: right. That's not that. I mean,
2: it's bad. nice. Don't get me wrong. Sure.
0: But, <laughs> yeah, you'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but it's not. You yeah.
2: Got, at that point, you have you have somebody that's a CEO or COO or CMO or. And you're know the three-letter word that you wanna, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just a word. I mean, think you can three make letters. up whatever it is. Yeah, yeah I'm ABC. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah. I'd love for you to be right over here. Mm-hmm. I need a little um, jalapeno, blackberry, blackberry, bacon
2: and brie. I don't even
0: like brie, mm-hmm. but I love this sandwich. I yeah. love brie. No, brie's good. In the sandwich, it's great. Yeah. That's the only time I will eat brie. <laughs> Yeah, I think it uh, smells funny. It
2: does yeah, smell it's, funny. Yeah. It's yeah. the rind that's on it, I think.
0: Yeah. It smells smells um, like a little bleachy. <laughs> no, I got to go it. Is smell it is <laughs> white. Yeah. And there's other things that I would equate it to, but I'm not going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> Thank you. Kate. But you're welcome. <laughs> but on the sandwich, it's delish. I yeah. love it. Yeah. So Brittany, yeah, we've talked to Luke now. He's commandeered the episode uh, because he's <laughs> <laughs> the first man. But um, tell us about your business.
1: So he's talking about how you opened during COVID. Well, you took over during COVID, right? Yeah, yes. bought it during okay, yeah, like right so before COVID.
2: because yes, it's been open so. since what? The, 1980. Yeah, there you yeah.
0: Go.
1: So I actually opened my own place during COVID as well in 2020. Um, I had worked at- during
0: COVID or like mm. before,
1: yeah, like. As soon as we went back to work, pretty much right after that, I started my own place.
0: Mm. What made you do that?
1: Well, someone let me go at a salon. Okay. And I was like, I've always wanted to open my own place. I've worked at a bunch of places and I'm just like, it's just not a good fit. Like I love being the leader. I love to come up with great ideas. I want to do them. A lot of places wouldn't allow me to. So I was like, I just want to do my own place. So whenever I got let go there, I was like, this is the time. Like, I have to do it. I'm not going anywhere else. I'm doing my own thing. So that's whenever I decided to open my own
0: place. Is your husband as uh, open-minded mm-hmm. about that as you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. I was just wondering if <laughs> no. during this time you're having to sell him also yes. on the idea. Okay. Um,
1: I've been trying to sell him Well, I had been trying to sell him for like eight years. I was like, oh, come on. Just I want to do it. I want to do it. And he's like, no. 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 So finally, whenever they let me go, he's like, okay, we're doing it. And I was like, Okay.
2: You had no other choice, though. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's where the rubber meets the road. Yep. Right? So
1: we did that, and luckily something was available. And um, I've been here, it'll make three years in October, and I want to expand. Um, and then I started doing photography as well because I felt like there wasn't anything for brand photography out there. So I was like, I really need to do that, like more detailed stuff. And um, I had had a few people do my photos, and I just felt like it wasn't in-depth enough. So that's how I ended up getting into the photography side of it. And Katie was actually my first person to try it out on. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, I like photography. I Mm -hmm. took pictures of hair. I know how to use a camera. But, like, it's different. So I was like, Katie, can I experiment? And she was like, yeah. So then then I did her first photo shoot, and I was like, this is so much fun. This is awesome. And then after that, I just kind of took off. So
3: doing both things have been so much fun. Yeah. Explain what brand photography is in case people don't know. So
1: yeah, a lot of people don't know what brand photography is. (laughs) So brand photography is whenever you come in and you, um, you learn their brand, you find out like what makes them tick, why they started their business. Um, and I have like a whole questionnaire on that. And then once I do that, I dive deeper. I look at the reviews. I look on Google for any place that I can find you. And then I go into depth of like, okay, let's come up with a shot list. And it's more of like, what are you selling? Like, um, what makes you stand out from the crowd? And I really want to put that into a picture. Um, so just trying to come up with—I don't know—I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> it's like, what is your vision of your company? And I'm going to bring it to life, basically, in right. a picture form.
2: And you get all the info from the questionnaire. Yeah. Before you even know their brand, really. Yeah, right? yeah.
1: So that's how I learn the brand because <clears> I got to figure out who you are, what your brand colors are, all that stuff. Figure out. That part, and then I can go into depth on, like, taking the photos and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. how, kind of like stock photos, like custom stock photos to you is the way I could explain
3: it. Yeah. And do you work with Katie still since she does all the yep. collab with yep. Katie? So you'll take the pictures, and then she'll do all the yep. social media stuff? Yep.
1: So she, a lot of times, will um reach out and be like, hey, can you do this one? Can you do that one? And we're actually talking about doing another photo
3: shoot for her as well. So Cool
0: all the connections. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So how many days a week do you
3: spend doing hair and running that and then photography? Like, how do you balance?
1: So the photography usually, usually on Monday, but if we book it out in advance, I do like any day really. Um, but hair is usually Tuesday through Friday. Gotcha. Yep. And then weekends off.
3: Oh, that sounds
1: nice. I'm
2: trying to learn that. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to learn weekends off. That's been hard for me. I
1: didn't me have that too. for a long time. <laughs> and then finally, I took this class. It was called Thriver Society. And they kind of taught me how to do that and how to take a step back. And it was amazing. What's it, it was called? the change that I needed. Thriver Society. But it's for um, hairstylist, mm-hmm. So it was really customized.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, because most stylists are working at least Saturday. Most stylists are working to the bone, mm-hmm. and they work on the weekends. Yep. They take everything and anything. And in Thrivers, they teach you how to, like, specialize in stuff. And so you cut out all this stuff, and then you're like, okay, I'm specializing in two things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people think that that'll, like, um, deter people from coming in, but it actually increased my numbers instead of deterring people. And people actually see me like, oh, you know what you're doing. Whereas, like, oh, you're a generalist, so, like – You do it all. Um, And actually, like, if people reach out and they're like, oh, I want red hair. I'm like, oh, I recommend this person. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't specialize in that, but this person does. And they actually tell me thank you. And they're like, I'm so glad that you didn't just, like, try to do it and mess it up. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Thanks for recommending somebody. So that's really, I only knew that because of Thrivers, though.
0: Yeah. Or else you would be like, oh, sure. I I can do it. Yeah.
1: And then you get a bad review because you're like, "Mm." Right. I I don't know. I'm just like, I don't want to, I want to avoid all that and just do what I know and Mm -hmm. focus in because I feel like you can learn more if you focus in on like a certain topic instead of going
0: all over the board. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's the same with restaurants. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm in the industry of either. Um, But when you go to a restaurant and they have like this style of food, and then on this page they offer something completely different. yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, so what are you good at? What are you good like, at? What tastes yeah. good? Uh huh. Yeah. How do you
0: even know? Like, how, how can you be good at everything?
3: Cheesecake Factory has like 30 pages on uh-huh. the menu,
1: and yeah. you're like, I, have no I get clue. overwhelmed. Yeah. that's whenever I get on Google, and I'm like, what's the best thing here? Like, yeah. just stick to
2: cheesecake. <laughs> do savory cheesecakes. Do dessert, like right? I could
0: do a few things really well. Yes. Yeah, and know what you're good at. Uh-huh. Right. And yep. don't try as we've said, as you've mentioned mm-hmm. on this podcast, right? <laughs> um, and don't try and be all over the place because then you do suck at some things yeah. and it can ruin your entire brand. Yep. Yep. Yeah.
2: Yep. Like the, what is the is there's a saying, it's like master of many is master of none or something yes. like that. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, if you can't be you can't you gotta be able to do one thing good.
3: Yep. I had that conversation with your daughter in the car the other day. <laughs>
0: Oh, you're welcome. Tell us. Uh, So Saturday, Logan, uh, my son, had baseball all weekend. That's actually a really great story. Um, But Molly is going to be an assistant dance teacher at Sarah's studio. And they had their training this weekend. And Sarah so graciously uh, offered to take her to the Cameron studio. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys talked on the way. I haven't heard. Don't me. <laughs> she was just talking about,
3: we were talking about violin and because remember, at one point she wanted to play
0: violin. Oh my gosh. Yes. Going into middle school. She was like, I think I'm going to take up the violin. I was like, you're already a singer maybe we should just stick to choir
3: yeah well she was talking about violin and i said oh it's because she said she'd never been to that studio and i'm like didn't you do like a trial violin lesson or something or did that never happen and she, <laughs> not you yeah and she's like no it never happened i still kind of want to play violin i thought about doing orchestra at school but since i already take voice lessons i did choir and i was like yeah you can do a bunch of Lots of little things if you want, but if you want to get really good at one thing, then you need to do that more times a week mm-hmm. than just like 30 minutes of this week and 30 minutes of that a week. And that's what I did in high school, which sometimes I'm grateful for because now I have like this vast training and a million different things, mm-hmm. but I'm not as good at any of them as my peers. Were. Yeah, I
0: think the time to do that is when they're really little. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, go play soccer and t-ball and take voice lessons or go into an acting class, you know, and then they're like, I don't like this thing, and then you just never do it again. But once you're Pre-teen, in, yeah, teen. in the middle of your adolescence, it's like, I hate to say it, but like you should have chosen your things at that mm. point. Like you can still dabble. Yeah. But yeah. time's a ticket.
3: Cause she's yeah. like, I want to do point, but I have soccer a couple days a week. And I'm like, then you can't do both. You're going to have to pick. I'm, I'm glad that I'm so glad you're telling her that. That's yes. what I would say too. <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. I was like, you're going to have to pick and it's fine to do both things but like if you really want to do something like point Mm -hmm. that's going to require hours and hours a week of focusing on that yeah so that you don't get hurt what did she say she's
0: like yeah okay yeah (laughs) so i I think she's an enneagram seven
1: i was just about to say that with how she was talking i was like that sounds like enneagram seven yeah
0: she she has fomo she wants to be in all the things and all the social things she will talk to anybody she's yeah she, yeah. I think she's 90 grams That supplement. sounds like it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but
3: there's a pro to it because you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket. I mean, I'm a one, but I was the same way. Like I said, I did everything. And I planned on like going to school in New York professionally to perform. And a set piece rolled over my foot. So I'm like, okay, well, I'll never wear point shoes again. Ooh. But fortunately, to fall back on, I had <laughs> voice, violin, you know, all the other things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's good to have those things in case something detrimental happens. Right. But yeah. Okay. Well, so that was our conversation in the car. One of them. uh, And we talked about you. (laughs) too. So great, great. Yeah. All good things. All good things. She said she gets it from you, but you like to do all the, all the things all the time too. (laughs) I love her. I know. I was like talking to like a 30 year old woman. She's (laughs) She's 10. I, we
0: always have to remind ourselves. I don't know if, either of your children are like this, but where you're like, oh, right, right. You're only 10. Yeah. Sometimes I think that you're way older and I ask you to do these things or we have these conversations about these really high level like topics. And then I'm like, oh my God, she's still like very much a child. Mm -hmm. Go outside, go play, go play with your friends. Do you play Barbie still? Go do that. You (laughs) know? Go do that. Stop planning your life. Yeah. 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 Because she was like, uh, uh, Alicia is or my next door neighbor, she's an esthetician and Molly's very much into hair and everything as well. And she was like, well, maybe I could talk to miss Alicia about her daily schedule and how she has learned to do the things that she did. Cause maybe I'll want to intern with her. And I'm like, great. I'm so glad that we're planning our life, but you are also 10, you know, (laughs) it's this fine balance though of Mm -hmm. parenting of like, oh shit, where are you going to be when you grow up? I hope I do my job really, really well and you can survive in society and thrive and mm-hmm. do all the things that you love and be successful and not have to move back in at 30. And, you know, uh, we want all those things, but also, and also be a kid, you Just know? stay a kid. Yeah. 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 Oh gosh, it's it's hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. So we are here for a reason. We are here for coffee and mimosas, which oh. is sort of coffee and mimosa and coffee. Cleanse. Cleanse. To <laughs> cleanse most <of> Gut <laughs> cleanse. Yeah. yeah. We might have to call it something else since it's an inaugural. Inaugural. <laughs> Words are hard. <laughs> Always on this podcast. I flub all my words. You
2: don't run a school or anything. I uh, know, no,
0: no, no. no. that's not required though to be able oh, to You don't have to uh, say an I roll. No. Right. <laughs> never never <laughs> just, <laughs> just not spell with, Not with five year olds. Thank God. Just spell independence. <laughs> Try spelling that to somebody our independence academy nc.com when you're trying to give like the vivent people mm-hmm. your email address. Yeah, it's Good like restaurant. luck. restaurant. You're like independence. <laughs> they spell
3: Encore for me, O N C O R E all the time. Yes. Yeah, like anytime I give somebody my email address, well like, how often does somebody Center? write
0: Encore? Like I, never.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. And I'm I, like,
3: I, no, like Encore, yay, more. <laughs> <laughs>
0: they're, they're like, oh. So I'm still, still don't don't how spell it. How to spell it. <laughs> saying, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's like a tip for business owners is when you're creating your business, make it something that is yeah. easy to spell. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You're assuming a lot about people though. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: I am telling you, my last name is black and people uh, they like, What's your last name? Black? Like the color? no no like the, the other one i don't know what right. <laughs> <laughs> like the what chair. do you want me to yeah, b-l-a-k-e no right. like blake no it's black black like the
0: yes the only thing so yeah there is no other that's not a there's word there's people that, that can't
2: spell black so independence or <laughs> inaugural is not a
0: good uh, luck
2: oh uh, yeah but don't think that's enough. my maiden
3: uh, name was gross and so oh. people would always spell it g-r-o-c-e what?
2: Because they're like, nobody would spell it G R O S S. Yeah, yeah. They're surely. Like, we not. don't want
3: to
0: offend her. <laughs> so i get stuff G R O C E. And I'm like, oh, I uh, guess it's fine. It's fine. What is the name of your salon? Oak and Ivy. Oak and Ivy. Yep. Well, it's- at least that's easy to spell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's like, I win this, guy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I can't be a part she of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious okay well who wants to draw out uh, do we need to explain again just in case no one's ever listened to coffee and mimosas or whatever we're going to call this Um, Four discussion topics that each of us have come up with and we all know what they are but they're all written on sticky notes in the center of the table in a bowl and one of the two of you get to pull it out you'll have to decide I don't know if we want to rock paper scissors this oh okay so you're going to pick one out okay (laughs) Da, 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 da. <laughs> who or what
1: was your main inspiration for starting your business uh,
2: is that sarah's <laughs> every
0: time you guys this is the third coffee how the did she put it in there i know <laughs> i <laughs> said <laughs> sure i I'm said
3: i did not want to put a question in this time because every single time i we've done this my question has been pulled what the heck we can pull it what are one. the odds I don't know. Let's That's pull a different one. One in three times. Well, I mean,
2: so three in three times. I'm sure whoever's whoever's question you pick is going to touch on that question anyways.
0: I mean, listen, we're going to touch on all the everything. Yeah, I'm because sure. we all
3: already know all the topics, so we'll all kind of touch on it anyways. Okay, read it again, because I don't even remember what I said.
1: <laughs> Who or what was your main inspiration
3: for starting your business? Okay, go ahead, Brittany, you start then. Well, I don't
1: really have... Let's see, let's see.
3: Uh, main who?
2: Inspiration what, about what For starting
1: your business.
3: Who what? Your what?
2: Who, what, when, where, why? How? How. Your
1: what was you got fired, right? Yeah. I don't run a school, sorry. I got fired. And so I was like, I'm doing the damn thing. So that's one of the main reasons why I started. But the reason I wanted to start my own place is because I wanted to... I see... Um, how do I put it? I... Enjoy seeing others do well, so I wanted to build up hairdressers. And when they do well, I'm like that makes me happy. So my long term goal is to eventually take a step back and just run the business, and then help others build their clientele and like make them do better. So I want I wanted to start my own place for that reason, not just for me to have my own place.
2: Yeah, like hair consulting is that a thing? I want to uh, could be. Oh,
1: I'm sure that's a thing.
2: I've never seen it. I don't know.
1: Basically, I want to give them all the tips that I've learned along the way and like advance their career really quick. Um, I want to take on new girls that are just coming out of school, train them up how they need to be. Everybody's going to specialize in something and um, help them grow. And not have to take like three, four years to grow a clientele. Mm -hmm. The girl that's been with me for not even a year yet, she's pretty much built up. Like she's doing really well. And that brings me joy. So I'm like, okay, we need to expand.
3: I need more people. (laughs) Yeah. I worked at a salon in high school and college. And that's what he did. He like Mm -hmm. would find people straight out of school. And then they had like different level of stylists, like master stylists, you know, whatever for their pricing structure. Mm -hmm. But he would mentor them and they had to come... It, they'd almost be interns within yep. the salon. I think it's still open, too. It's called Carmen Carmen. And okay. um, so he would mentor them, and they would literally study under him. And he did free haircuts, so you could get a free haircut with the owner. And he would use the person in the chair to teach them and then, like, do part of it. And then they would step in and do part of it while he was there guiding yep. them. Until he felt comfortable putting them on the floor. So some people would have to study with him for like three months and some people a year. And then they start out, you know, basic stylist and then all the different Mm -hmm. levels and pricing structure. But I was like, that is so smart.
1: Because they want to learn and grow. If you've had somebody doing it 10 years, they're like, I already know it. I don't need to learn. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, you still need to learn. You still need to grow and you still need to learn. So that's why I want to take the young ones that are wanting to grow, wanting to learn. But I said, I want to take like a lot at a time because now the people coming out of school are like, they want instant. They don't want it to take a year, two years. They want to learn and they want to start in like eight weeks. Mm -hmm. So I said, that would be great to do a fast track, like teach everybody and then pick one out of Mm the, I don't know, 10 people. Um, so that's just, that's what's fun for me in this industry is just helping others. I love to just help them and teach them what took me 10 years to find out, um, all
0: in eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have a whole process that you go through? Yeah. What does that look like?
1: Well, um, they start out with like working side by side with me. And then eventually I let them do hands-on because it's like, you can't learn. Well, for me, I can't learn unless I'm doing hands-on. So they watch me, they use mannequins, and then they go ahead and experiment. So then we work side-by-side. And then they can ask me any questions they might have because um, you do run into certain things and you're like, I don't know how to do this. Like, they didn't teach me well, this in school. so much. There's so much right? to learn. <laughs> like, but if you specialize... You're like a chemist. Yeah, but if you specialize in that one thing... There's still a lot, but it's not as much. Sure. So, they can ask me any questions they might have and then they're on their own after that.
2: Sounds a lot like a franchise.
1: Wow, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You learn and grow. You're learning
2: and teaching people and then they're working on their own for and you get paid to do that and you get paid forever yeah. to do that.
0: It oh. yep. sucks. The, the cold, blanket too. is coming. Off. Your because your feet are cold. My
3: feet are cold and so I'm Sarah's always
0: freezing. And, I'm gonna try and work. Upstairs it's I think we have it set to sixty eight. I'm like <sighs> the longer we're in here, I get warmer <laughs> and you get colder.
3: I do. My feet are Do so you have like a circulation
0: problem or Probably. something?
3: Probably. I have all types of problems. <laughs> yeah, to <let's> be honest. <laughs>
0: well, I love it. I think you should just keep wearing that blanket. <laughs> That was great. I got my feet. Sorry, co opted. Okay. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was it. I was just.
3: Oh, but maybe okay, similarities. You can answer the question now.
2: Uh, who or what? Well, I would hope my mother would be the answer to that question. And it is. Um, she actually didn't start the restaurant, she worked at the restaurant as a server for 13 years.
0: Wow. In the 80s.
2: Yeah, 88, 80. She was in Durham. They had a second one in Durham. It was kind of ahead of their time because back then people didn't. There was like four sandwiches on the menu, I think.
0: Uh, well, do what you do real well. I know, Stagiles. yeah.
2: So and, and to touch on specializing, we've cut breakfast out. We tried dinner, didn't work. So now we're open four hours a day,
0: hmm, which is kind of wild. And I will say, there are times <laughs> when we get done with this podcast. And Luke is like done with his stuff in the morning. My Luke, not mm-hmm. you. Um, and we're like, we're hungry. And I'm like, let's go to the marketplace. Love <laughs> I'm it. like, oh no, it's like 115. I don't know if we'll make as it. Long very as long as you there time. by 230. That's that's <laughs> the thing
2: though, right? Like if I was up until nine, you'd just be like, ah, we'll kill later. And then then True. what happens? You get busy and forget. Yep. And go to the fridge and eat something or mm-hmm. go somewhere closer because mm-hmm. you no longer feel like driving. That's not that so far. If, yeah, but for Regular people, I guess. Yeah.
0: Well, it's (laughs) kind of like what you were saying. Once you specialize in something, once you niche in those hours, Mm -hmm. it's like, no, we're open during these hours. Come see us during those hours. I bet you're slammed during those four hours. Make all your money in
2: an hour, hour and a half. Sure. And And you've got your regulars. Yeah. And surely, I mean, as a franchise or a franchise location being open longer, it's going to be more money in my pocket because you get 6% of their gross Mm -hmm. profits.
0: Do you get to decide that? As a yeah, franchisor. you set the terms. Yeah,
2: okay, and and those are also not to shoot myself in the foot, but those are negotiable. There's Negoti- <laughs> there's another word.
3: Negotiable. negotiable.
2: Negotiable. Negotiable. You spell it.
3: Negotiable. Negotiable. Able, able at the end. Negotiable. Like yeah. W- you can negotiate able. the terms.
2: Yes, <laughs> you there can negotiate. Have. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> good, um, good. and and you you get a multi unit deals or a mud MUD, um. You get discounts for opening more locations and things like that. So
0: discounts on the upfront cost, mm-hmm. okay. correct?
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it'll always be a full fee upfront, and then what we're doing for the first dozen is instead of so typically it's a half price fee for the other minimum. It's a minimum of three. So that for the next after the first one, it's 15 grand, and then but what we're doing for the first dozen people is 7,500 mm-hmm. for all the ones after the first one, because
0: That's really reasonable. I don't have
2: to train you, but want except once. Mm-hmm. I train you one time, train your staff or your manager or whoever's going to run your, your locations. You have to agree to open one every two years and you sign a 10 year contract. So why would I, why gouge them? I want you to be successful mm-hmm. do I want you to have more than three. I want you to have 10 or 15 mm-hmm. or five. But that takes the what? right person. Mm-hmm. So
0: like who, how do you know what you're looking for?
2: Uh, they have to meet requirements. Uh, there's a list of, there's 15 questions, net worth, uh, li- liquidity. Um. Obviously, job history.
0: I think you should ask them the enneagram. Yeah,
2: that's good. <laughs> that's a good. One. Then you know what you're getting into, because like well, there's a we, wrong yeah. answer, but like well, if no. you're not a certain, we well,
0: get yeah, you have to be a certain personality, a, you have to see yeah. the world a certain way, uh-huh. right? But then you also know how to train them better because mm-hmm. you know how they see the world. Anyway, I'll get off my soapbox. Keep no, going. yeah,
2: I mean that no, that's that's a good point because then you know what you're getting into before they. I mean, you're in you're. You're in business with those people for 10 years. They signed a 10-year contract.
0: Yeah, well, you better, like, get along with them. No, at they the better very know least. how to make money.
2: They have to, you know, And we have an FDD, which is 267 pages. And there's set goals and growth, and you have to mm-hmm. hit those goals or you don't get to own a marketplace anymore. Then it becomes a corporate location. We have first rights to that. And you can always sell your location if you're like, mm-hmm. this is making great money, but I don't want to do it anymore.
0: So do you have to be in the industry? No. So you'll teach them all that? Yeah,
2: that's what you pay the franchise fee for. You get all that. So you, could, training.
0: you could be some schmo who just has inherited mm-hmm. money.
2: money. Yeah, but you have to be hands-on for two years.
0: Mm-hmm. That's or, what I was going to ask that question. Or prove
2: that you've, you know, like I have a guy that's owned some, like, other franchises. And we've been talking. Um, nothing in the, it's in the food industry, but it's nothing in my space. But he knows franchises, but he's still not the right fit
3: because he doesn't want to be there doing the job yeah right? he
2: wants to just buy it and you know do those kind of things and i'm like not for the first 10 you know what i mean like you you got to be there and know that it's working and making money mm-hmm. and then you can hire managers or that's
0: like with any business though like yeah. you should expect as the owner to be hustling and there mm-hmm. until you can't be mm-hmm. right so if that's two years or whatever it is that should be the expectation. Yeah, because yeah.
2: there's nothing worse than going in at any business, but much less a restaurant, and the staff is rolling their eyes or they look disorganized or their franchises are built on systems, mm-hmm. operating systems. Same with hair, like when you're training people, it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's systems. like It has to work, and it has right. to flow, and it has to be efficient. And if that person's not there, or at least there to train the person, mm-hmm. they could do it in 12 months and train the right person. But if they're not don't have the right systems and they're not utilizing the systems, then they're going to fail. Yeah, because yeah. they're not keeping the food costs down and the margins are skewed. And food cost goes up four percent. Well, four percent annually is a lot of money.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we um, with my business clients, I tell them that too because I've had some people that are like, I just want to open this. Can mm-hmm. you tell me how to open it? And I'm like, What are you going to do mm-hmm. <laughs> there? Like, you have to know that you have to be there mm-hmm. because nobody's going to care about it as much as you until you train them up and they've worked under you and with you for a long period of time, right. they're not going to care as much as you. You
2: have to at least be there mentally. Yeah. Like you have to be there initially to train the people, but that's what we're there for. We're, there, we're here that you bring the people to your initial training. If you have somebody in mind, you bring them and you say, Hey, we we'll, me right now. And eventually you'll have staff to do it. We'll train who you're, we have a maximum of three because anything more than that, you can't pay attention and you're not learning. And this person's asking questions that are going to be answered later or something like that. But um, you can do that and then be kind of step aside and let those people that I've trained run it for you. But you got to mentally be mm-hmm. because those, everybody has their back to like doing one thing. Well, the cook doesn't know how to keep track of the books. And the right. manager doesn't want to be in the kitchen and, mm-hmm. oh, that's mm-hmm. not my job. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it takes the right kind of person to like, a crazy person, I guess, to, right. <laughs> to be an entrepreneur or could you wear 10 different hats?
0: Yeah. I was about to say, and more. Yeah, more, (laughs) more, yeah. Yeah. But that's why you bring on the right team of people Mm -hmm. to delegate that out and say, oh, wait, I'm not good at this. I need somebody who can keep track of all these things in an Excel spreadsheet and I'm just going to say my whole vision and everything to you and you're going to write it all out for me
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) and keep track
0: of all the things, you know? Yeah. It's tricky. So your mom Mm -hmm.
2: back to Yeah. So back to that, back on track here. Uh, Mom bought it in 1980. Let's see. 88, 13 years, whatever the math, 2001. Mm. She bought it, had it for 19 years and then I bought it. Um,
0: Why'd she buy it? That's a, that's a really big commitment.
2: Yeah, I mean, she worked for the she was running it, and the owner was there th- one week a month, maybe, traveling. And her husband was rich and whatever, right? So mom worked there and was running it already doing everything, doing the books, checking the invoices, doing all the stuff that the owner already does, but getting paid like an employee. Sure. And the owner finally one day was like, "Did it exactly this is exactly how mom did it to me. You want to buy a business? You want to buy a restaurant?" I was like, "I don't know." No. Yeah. I'm what were you doing at the time? I was running the business. I mean, I was doing it, running it for her. Oh, okay, yeah. And we worked off and on. You know, I tried to figure out life. I was 20, 20 to 23. Mm-hmm. Um, did some ag-, ag stuff and did some, went to try to go to school. Not my thing.
0: What'd you go to school for? Nothing. What'd you try to go to school for?
2: Uh, Well, I was just trying to get prereqs out of the way. I went to Turn- Sand Hills. Mm-hmm. Went to college on the weekend <laughs> mm-hmm. for about four years. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know. Um, I was
1: one semester. And I was yeah. like, nope, not for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm sitting there. I'm like, I could be making money while I'm sitting here doing this. Like, mm-hmm. and I didn't go to, like, I'm a firm believer that with my kids or with, I guess, anybody, unless you know exactly what you're going to do, school's kind of pointless. So you just go get a pointless degree just to get a job. You can get a job, you can do anything now. And with YouTube, you can start your own, you can, not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur, but. Right. Find find somebody that you're friends with that is an entrepreneur and work together.
0: We just had this conversation this weekend with a number of different parents and just the different ideas Mm -hmm. of how our generation, it was very much like, what college did you get into? Mm -hmm. What, you know, what's on your college resume, basically? How many volunteer opportunities did you have and all that stuff? And the goal was to get into college, Mm -hmm. right? And then everybody built their whole worth on the college that they went to, you know? And... I went to four years of college and I didn't graduate cause I met Luke and I was like, I kind of don't even know what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was so smitten and he was in the Navy and I was like, I'm just going to hang out for a while and work. And then I started a business and, um, just never graduated. But I think that we were sold this idea and almost preyed upon to be like, take out all these loans because your dreams await at the end of this four year journey.
2: Right, Who runs the country, though? The people giving you those loans for school. A thousand percent. And then they've got you, they're controlling you for the next 25 years.
0: And I believe that debt is not one that you get, uh, gets absolved when you die. I think that (laughs) your kids have to take over. Sure. Mm -hmm. So like credit card debt can go away. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, I think we were like sold that dream And now we're realizing because we have so much information and people have courses and expertise and, you know, you can learn literally everything. It's like, no, if you want to be a doctor or an attorney or something Mm, that really requires that degree, like, great. Do you maybe know that at 17, 18? Perhaps, but maybe it will change. Yeah. Right. I love the whole idea of graduate high school, take some time off, go work go learn how to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. But also like, no, I'm sorry. You have to give your time to take care of yourself, right? You're going to trade your time for money probably as an 18 year old, unless you, whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. have started a business. Um, but I think that we should learn that we should learn that early on. You're going to have to do these things to earn a living and be a, Productive human in society instead of what most of I think my friend group and all of us did was like our parents, we're privileged enough for our parents to pay for college. But most of that time was like, all right, well, I'm getting drunk on a Thursday night and I went to this sorority party and this football game and I didn't show up to my psych class, you know? That was me. Right. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Except I wasn't actually showing up for school. I was making everybody else not show up.
0: (laughs) are like, let's just
2: knock out. Like, uh, I don't have school tomorrow. Right.
0: But, hello, our frontal lobe is not fully formed to make decisions until we are 25. And even then it's like, you know, let's get a little bit of decision making under our belt. So for us in America to say, oh, go figure out what you want to do at 18, spend 50 grand over the next four years. If you don't know what you want, it's that's rough right so it's yeah if you want to go be an electrician guess what you can go do that at sand hills community college and you can do it you can maybe. you
2: don't even got to go do that you go work for somebody yeah. enough cool. hours so take a if test. you
0: like it first and yes it should be in. that
2: way for everything well you that's be lawyer, how most of the world be does it intern at a law firm
0: that's like suits for four that years show. or three <laughs>
2: years yeah yeah we're watching <laughs> it right now yeah for the oh second time, but yeah.
0: That's hilarious. My husband is obsessed with that show, and I'm like, this is Grey's Anatomy for dudes.
2: Yeah, my, my wife's like, eh, I'm not in it. She's like "On her reading her book or on her phone. Yeah, or, I think like, it's so sucks. hilarious. This is terrible, <laughs> this and it is really thing. is the same could thing. Be like, like, you every really episode. talked about this.
0: Yeah. yeah, Suits is... But yes, like, but, but like you are go be enough, an expert.
2: That dude's the best. I mean, it's fake, but... Right, right, There's, you Tell me there's not other people out there that could pass the bar and be a better, way better lawyer because they're street smart instead of just... I read that in a book somewhere.
0: Right, which may have yeah. changed.
2: Yeah.
3: I, I do yep. like that our state. So, my daughter did dual enrollment because we homeschooled and she did dual enrollment at Sand Hills. So, for her last two years of high school, all of her classes were at Sand Hills. Mm-hmm. And now she just transferred in to a four year college. And I think it's going to take her about two years. Um, but she was going to do the Sand Hills Promise program. Yep. So in North Carolina, they can do two more years for free after high school if they're in that program and all you have to pay for are their books. So she took all of her classes for free in high school, which I do not understand the point of AP classes. This is a whole
0: <laughs> another <laughs> like rabbit so the Well, they're not relevant anymore. They used to be. They used to be. When well, some... you couldn't go to college as a high schooler
3: right but well no because even when I was in high school I took classes at the community college Mm -hmm. and those classes transferred in but my AP calculus all it did was let me not have to take math in college Mm -hmm. but they weren't like and you get the credit hours for it like you still had to do the credit hours so it makes zero sense for these high schoolers to be like pushing themselves to take these AP classes in my opinion take the
2: easier class and get a higher grade
3: right because college was so much I'm with you college was so much easier Mm -hmm. than those AP classes. Like I went to college and I was like, you don't have to
2: show up at college. Yeah, I
3: was like, "This just take the test. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Grade you on your homework.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, this is way easier than those AP classes,
0: but you're also more developed, right? You're not developed enough, I think to be there, but you're more developed than you were in high school. (laughs) Yeah. I just got my
3: son's schedule for high school and it says AP psychology and he's going into 10th grade. And I'm like,
2: does psychology really need AP, though? Like, that's <laughs> yeah, what? That's a hard class already. Like,
0: What makes it AP for psychology?
2: Because the, they, they say it is. But I
0: understand, like, foundation, like, science, math, right? Yeah. Right. Because it builds upon itself. But if you're just in psychology, unless it's, like, a specialized, how would it be AP? Cha- Maybe they more just challenging? use the college-level books, textbooks? Okay. I don't know. I don't well, know. But I'm just, like...
2: Kids in the class are usually either you're smarter, more... Into it, I think, because like if you get in a regular class, it's like, duh. You know, <laughs> well, what I mean? you're like, oh my god, get me out of it. Let's go back to AP. Right. So I was in honors. Like, I did honors. It was like the middle of the road honors. Yeah. Regular honors and AP. AP was like over the top, extra work for no reason.
0: I
3: was like, why did they put you in that? Why yeah. did they put him in it? I have no idea. I just got the schedule yesterday, and I'm like, why did they put you in AP psychology? Did you tell them mm-hmm. you want that? And mm-hmm. he was like, no. I'm like, okay, well, everything else is honors, but maybe I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He got straight A's, so maybe they're like, this kid could right. take an AP class. But I'm like, I don't want you pushing yourself like that. Like, I want you to be a kid still mm-hmm. and enjoy school. I don't want you coming home every evening like with hours and hours of homework, like I did. I'm pushed myself and pressured myself. That wasn't healthy.
0: Right. So yeah, and your
2: teachers that are teaching those classes are usually not very happy.
0: Well, that's a whole different topic because mm. I don't think a lot of teachers are happy right now. Well, they now.
2: get paid shit. So, yeah, that's the first thing.
0: They don't get paid. Money's I mean, not
2: everything, but it makes you a lot happier if you make more to do the okay, same but job. Like, listen, <laughs> if
0: you're making like poverty wages, 30 grand
2: a year, and, and now they took the teachers in the state of North Carolina and took their retirement away. I, oh, think. I didn't know yeah. that.
0: What? Mm-hmm. We need that confirmed by someone.
2: Yeah, we sh- Teachers,
0: reach out to us.
2: Yeah. Like, I'm pretty sure uh, Cameron, Casey's sister in law. Came out of Appalachian, I think she graduated. Mm-hmm. Went to Union Pines to teach, and I mean, it was like thirty grand, or I mean, I don't know exactly. I don't want to give like her business out there, but it was like poverty money. It's like yeah, it's grand not bi- a
3: yeah, it's not confidential. You can look it up online, right? So the salaries, it's ridiculous. I have a lot of former teachers that work for me full, not even full time. They work part time. They make their own hours. Um, as contractors and they make way more than they did in the school system
2: mm-hmm. and
3: one of them just switched to me to come teach and she's really worried about like healthcare. but mm-hmm. i'm just like get your own the, yeah and the amount of money you're gonna make
2: mm-hmm.
3: here like it's, i i always say payday's is my favorite day because some of them get mm-hmm. paid more than me
2: more well, than like i pay myself benefit <laughs> people chase jobs for benefits i'm like it's coming out of your check
3: yeah, you're still paying. Right. for it
2: You're paying for it, right. but you don't know. Yeah, because yep. they're not telling you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, you get free healthcare. It's not free. Nope. Right. And it's usually not good. Tricare was Tricare is good, right? Yeah. I mean, and my 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 socialized healthcare. My healthcare, private healthcare. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's it is. Fine. But out of pocket
2: is Casey sent me a TikTok the other week, and it was like, and I didn't I didn't have health insurance till I was 24 and married with, and a kid on the way. Because I was like, oh yeah, I don't know what it costs to have a kid at the hospital. Better get insurance. A
0: billion dollars.
2: Yeah, but still a lot of money with insurance. Mm-hmm. But like, I, we would go get the same exact medicine if we had a cold when we were dating or married. And I didn't have insurance, so I, I paid like eight bucks, and hers was forty because of her copay. Yeah. And at the pharmacies, wow. when you tell them you have insurance, they won't give you that other. price. They will not give you that cash price.
1: Also, if you go to oh. the doctor, the cash so it's price, like four dollars. Um, when you go to the doctor, too, a lot of times the um, the cash price is cheaper than the health sure. care price. Yeah,
2: because the well, way the, the doctor bills you is they're billing you that copay and then insurance is paid. Like if it's mm-hmm. a $10 copay or $20 copay, they pay the pharmacist nine or whatever the 40% of the market, whatever the number is. Whereas it might have cost you four bucks for that medicine out mm-hmm. of pocket.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, that's why a lot of um, fee for service mm-hmm. you know, providers are popping up. Because you get rid chiropractors, of yeah. chiropractors, primary care doctors, mm-hmm. dentists. I yep. mean, I think that might be the way that it's going to go, at least, you know, as things kind so of less work for up them because they don't like have swing. to file
2: everything. And they're taking your mentality of all of our mentality of work smarter, not harder. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's like, my time worth?
2: I can do 10 clients, make the same amount of money as 100.
0: Well, and actually care about them. Take mm-hmm. time yeah, to sit sure. there and listen and yep. genuinely get to know what's going on with them mm-hmm. versus, like, oh, you said this one thing? Great. It's probably this. Here's and- your prescription. Uh huh. <laughs> yes.
2: See us in six weeks when it doesn't work.
0: Right. Yeah. For hair,
1: I stopped double booking because mm-hmm. I felt like I could never get to know my client. I felt like I was always rushed. Mm-hmm. And now people love coming in because it's so private. And they're like, we get to know each other. We know more about each other now than we ever did.
0: Right. They're like, now I can tell you all my yep. deepest, darkest secrets yep. that I couldn't <laughs> tell you when this it's other person was like here. It's always
1: like inspirational stuff that we always talk about, though. Like I always talk oh, about Enneagram. I always talk about books. I always talk about podcasts. Mm-hmm. So I feel like every time people come in, they like bring their little list and they're like, all right, let me write this down. Let me write this down. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's the therapy.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's so great. Yeah, I don't know how we tangented, tangented, in, tangented into uh, <laughs> should all be a whole other this. podcast because
3: we I, were talking about on. him not doing school, yeah, right, and then right, school stocks, got in, box,
0: blah, yep, blah, blah. Blah. yeah, yeah, So the <laughs> lady that runs an academy, <laughs> but that's the foundational piece, right? If we can keep Having you, the whole goal is for you to continue to love learning. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you have to be in an institution to learn, right? Right. If you can continue to love learning, you can literally learn anything. Yeah. So, fun
1: fact, I hated school. Didn't want to show up. Skipped school all the time. And whenever I graduated, I also hated books. Like, I would never read. I graduated, and then I started to learn. I love to learn now. I love to read books. Any kind of learning, I'm like, all for it. But I hated school. Like, It's because you had no
2: end, like you had no reason to learn any of that stuff.
1: Well, I also have ADD, so it's hard for me to like sit and just like look. And I felt like every single time you go into class, you'd sit and just look at the teacher. Mm -hmm, And mm -hmm. I was like, this is so boring. I need to do something. Actually, chemistry was my favorite class because we were always hands-on. And even though it was like hard with the math, I still enjoyed it because it was like hands-on. And I was like, I can relate this to something. And Mm -hmm. now you still do it. Exactly. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. If we let the kids decide what they're into... Mm -hmm. And then build everything out from that. Yeah. Guess what? They're going to continue to love to learn, and they're going to associate it with the positive dopamine. Oh, I'm into this dopamine hit. Like this is, I just wish I could overhaul the whole education system. That's why we
3: started homeschooling because my daughter just hated learning, or not learning. She just hated school the way it was, the way it was taught, the way it was taught, and. They would tell me they thought she had attention issues, and I'm like, well, she's actually kind of bored. and yeah, she's
2: too smart for what you're doing.
3: And she was having belly aches every single day mm-hmm. and anxiety because of time testing, and I'm like, yep. I get we need to teach kids to know stuff well enough to... Function. Yeah, and to say it quickly... But, like, how frequently am I knowing, like, people quizzing me on my times tables? I can't do 50 times tables in yeah. five minutes. No. Yeah, Was so, that relevant? Yeah. So she'd get, like, the test and just, like, leave it blank. Because yeah. they set the timer and she's like, well, I'm not going to do The test,
1: test anxiety? Yeah. That's what I had to. And they yeah. had to take me out of the class and they would let me have as much time as I would want because I couldn't do it. Like, I would just freak out and <laughs> then I'd either fail it or I would just wouldn't do it.
2: What? like what they're like at Sandhills would get stuck in a lower class because when I first went to Sandhills I was like oh I'll just do the minimum to get the easy classes I didn't understand how it worked like oh maybe you should get in the harder (laughs) class so you get done with this a lot quicker so I'm like in like math 50 or whatever they're like this actually doesn't count and like I'm sitting there and all these people are like I mean it's like four plus four like I feel like I was in kindergarten and I'm like looking around I'm like here's the answer and he's like well how'd you get that answer and I was like It's in the noodle. He's like, well, maybe you should test out this. I'm like, well, I tried. But then they asked me what, like, it's like a thousand times 900 with pen and paper. And I'm like, like you're saying timed, like it was like 30 seconds per question. I'm like, this is not the same as testing out of this class. It's four plus four.
0: Right.
3: Yeah.
2: Like let's meet in the middle here somewhere.
3: Yeah. (laughs) That's why. So our first goal was just to get her to love learning again was, okay, we're going to take this home. This is going to be fun. And there's no pressure. You don't have to know it for any test, any, anything. And so we would just wake up and uh, a lot of our stuff then my husband was traveling for work. And so like our first year homeschooling, we spent a whole month in Florida and because he was in Tampa working on something, I don't know. And so we just stayed at the residence inn. they serve you breakfast every morning and we'd go and take all of our books down. We'd eat our breakfast and sit at the table and I'm like, okay, so later today we're going to go to this aquarium and they have this dolphin there. So we like talked all about marine biology and what different animals eat and why. And then we went and we did it and it's free for military. So it was just like actual fun hands-on learning. And so it's kind of that. That's why that whole unschooling mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. thought came from. I'm not 100% on board with that depending on the person. Um but that's what it came from. It's like getting that traditional, this is the way stuff has to be done in order for you to learn. And our son was homeschooled by default because of our daughter, our second son. Um, And now he wants to go to school, but he has the love for it and he's making straight A's because he has the love for it. It was like instilled younger. And at any point he can decide to be homeschooled again Mm -hmm. if he wants. But good thing about, our high school here is they'll let you do that dual enrollment and you can still get a diploma from the high school. So he won't even have to go to the actual high school junior and senior year. They'll still count the Hill's classes and the same thing. And then he can either do the Hill's promise or
0: go work. I don't care. Whatever, whatever they want to do. It's fine with me. As long as, I mean, for us, as long as you are progressing and you are productive and you are, taking care of yourself, you know, it's like just go learn how to be a productive, happy human being. Right. Mm -hmm. If you're in a job that you don't like, I think there is something to be said for that. Like, all right. Yes. Sometimes you're going to have to do things that you don't like doing. Guess what? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And you're going to have to figure out a way to. Push through it and make your own fun. Logan comes in, works at the school. He's almost 13. And he's had to do some really crappy jobs up there, a lot of manual labor stuff, picking up pine cones with your bare hands, you know? And it's yes, yes, this sucks. Everyone acknowledges it, right? We're mm-hmm. not like, oh, it's yeah. it's fine. You're 12. Yeah, this is yeah. fun. Count the pine cones, you know. Um, but part of that is I was like, okay, so you're gonna have to figure out how to make your own fun, because everybody has to do shitty jobs. So he's come back with, like, oh, I started listening to this book, you know, while I do this. And then it became easy. Yep. And he figured that out. There wasn't some adult being like, well, try these things and mm-hmm. then see how it feels. We used
2: to make it like into a sport. Like do, yeah. we in a competition. Sure. Yeah. Gotta
0: do whatever you got to do. But you have to have some of those experiences to realize, like, because <laughs> we live such a privileged life, you know, and I'm not saying none of this was built because it was, but. I did start out with a roof over my head, two parents in my household, Mm -hmm. you know, we didn't worry about food. So, you know, already compared to the rest of the world you're in the upper echelon. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's like our own way of like, yeah, we're going to make our own hard a little bit, you know, to teach you that sometimes things are going to suck and you're going to have to figure out a way through it, you know? So I think you just got to, do some of those things and then decide yes when you're 18 or 17 like josie going off to college and i think boys and girls are different Mm -hmm. but you know you may know what you want to do or think that you know what you want to do and you might not you might want to just go work a few jobs and see what you're into which i'm a huge proponent for Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i've actually done a lot of that too yeah because i started out doing hair and then i was like let me try dental i've (laughs) always liked dental (laughs) So so then, great. Yes. Yeah. So then just, I tried that. And then I was like, mm. I actually started out with computer programming and engineering. And then I was like, no, I don't like this. You don't talk to nobody. So <laughs> yeah. that's whenever I went to hair school <laughs> after that. And then it was just like all these different things. I was like, let me try this. Let me try that. And I always end up back to hair. Yep. And it
3: never fails. But that's, that's what I told my daughter. I was like, you know, you're going to end up back with me taking over my business one day, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I want to do this. I want to work in a coffee shop. I want to own a coffee oh, shop. Oh, that sounds wanna...
0: like me. But that's <laughs> so yeah. great.
3: Yeah. And like so go she experiment did.
0: Experiment in those
3: things. Yeah, yeah. And I encouraged her to do that. But then she was putting too much on her plate because she didn't want to give up the other things while she did the thing. So yeah. So then you get overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah. So then and <laughs> because they would not. Because she was good at things not kids her age are typically good at. They would put her doing the things that mm-hmm. you know Nobody else
2: wanted to do or, nobody
3: yeah. yeah. Like she wanted to go be a barista and learn how to like make coffees and run a coffee shop. But she was smart and responsible. So they put her as the baker in mm. the back. Oh, no. Because they it, it was um pine <laughs> You're all oh no. <laughs> pine stones. So they Where had, I'm
2: like, you have to learn that too if you yeah. wanna run a coffee shop. So
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Pine Scones has these huge orders that they always, so they're like, oh, this girl is responsible. We're going to put her yeah. baking in the kitchen.
2: Like I should have been the irresponsible one and had fun with this. Yeah.
3: yeah. And just been the one up front talking to people and making coffees. Yeah. So, so yeah. But I was like, you have to tell them you're yeah. here because you want to learn to make coffee. Yeah. yeah
2: talk to the person that's uh, either owns it or is running it get the nitty gritty of the business.
3: That's something I learned along the way.
1: Cause I would just like, be like, okay, I'll do that. But even though I didn't want to, I was just like, okay. People but now
3: user. I'm like, nope, this mm-hmm. is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. I'm doing this. Yep. I would rather my employees tell me that too. Yes. Like, I'm like, hey, would you mind, you know, w- would you be willing to take some front desk hours? And they're like, sure. And then I'm like, oh man, you are not the right person mm-hmm. for yeah. this job. But I don't think they actually wanted to do it because they weren't displaying they wanted to do it. But just because they're really good at something else doesn't mean they're good at that. Yeah. 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 What was your... Your
0: I don't think we've finished. Did we finish yours? Mama was the inspiration. Yeah, mom, mom's but
2: inspiration. I mean, and I knew when I bought it that I wanted to grow and expand it. And that was, I guess, I, I don't know. I don't want to say I rushed it, but like I bought it and enjoyed what I was doing. But then COVID happened and I went, from, enjoin, yeah, went from enjoying it to figuring out how to survive to, okay, now I'll survive. Other people need to do this. And I kind of just jumped ship and. Went straight to franchising and now I'm getting back to getting back in the restaurant, enjoying it, letting the franchises come instead of just, you know, hitting them with the marketing and phone calls, 10, 10, 15 phone calls a day with people and blah, 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 blah. Getting more back to enjoying the one location and getting it. We switched to counter service and, you know, getting back to loving the one location and loving the marketplace for what it is so that franchisees, when they come in, they see that. Right, because so, when I when you're not there, I mean I'm not there a whole lot anymore because we have great staff. But um, when you're when you're not when you when you are there, you need to be present. Mm-hmm. So it's like if I can't be present, I just don't go. If we have a shit day or there's a million things going yeah. on, I just don't go. Yeah. yeah, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to do that. But
3: totally sorry, I'm not being yeah. present. I'm on my phone because my husband just interviewed for Village Council. So <laughs>
2: for oh. Whispering Pines,
3: uh, Pinehurst. Yeah, oh yeah, he was. It was supposed to go at 11, so I had a l- little alarm set on my phone at 10.55 to send him an encouraging note, and he said, he's he said, effing crushed it. Oh. <laughs>
2: good. Way so, to go, Brandon.
3: I'm like, wait. I thought it wasn't until 11, but they asked him to come in early, so he already did. But Oh, dang. Some good people So there. what? Some yeah. not so good people there, Tell us that- about, well, hopefully. They yeah. tried to get me to do it. He
2: tried to get me to run for the mayor when I was living in Pinehurst, and I was like, I'm getting... <laughs> got <a> <laughs> he watched
3: videos of their like board meetings to know what the people are he loves doing like research and stuff to know like what the people were like and all of that stuff so but he said he thinks he did well he had him laughing and answered all their questions which is good he had them laughing because you never know what's going to come out of that man's <laughs> mouth <laughs> so what would that look like for you guys i have no idea Who cares? Let's just do it. Who cares? Yep. That's kind of where we're at.
0: So wild.
3: Yeah. Cause he doesn't have to work.
0: So yeah. I mean, so why not do just, that? Yeah. <laughs> just why not? Let's just
2: throw mm-hmm. another thing let's on there. Let's just
3: add another thing. Yeah, it's like something I would do.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely something I would do. Yeah. <laughs> well,
0: all yeah. the ideas. Let's so why just didn't do you want to
3: do any of that? Why didn't you want to be on the council or mayor or anything?
2: I don't know, like during the pandemic when it was an election and all that, like local like we hosted all the judges, the chief justices uh chair Ronnie Field, like all the people that were running, we hosted them at the restaurant. And, like, I mean, I'm in on it, but, like, I'm not in on the whole GOP. And, I mean, I'm a registered Republican, but um, I don't know. I just – I don't play games well. Like, I don't play well with others when it comes to that. I'm like, if I run for something, I don't – I don't know.
0: Do you think you'd be too polarizing?
2: Yeah, I'd just be – I'd be running – I'd be trying to run people over. Like, oh, this is my nah. – now, <laughs> I'm in charge. Like – this is what needs to happen. Like I've lived, my parent, my family's been here since the 1700s. Like we have a lot of pride for Moore County. So like you, you, I want to be a part of it, but I don't want to play the games. Mm-hmm. Which and it's getting less and less like that. Like with Sand Hills, with the board at Sand Hills, it's starting to ch- things are starting to change with Steve Woodward on the board. So you're getting these more people that think the way I think more of. It's not Republican or Democrat. It's like, what's better for mm-hmm. everybody? Mm-hmm. Whereas I come from a conservative Christian background, but at the same time, I'm like, we can, I'll listen to your ideas, but if I'm in charge, what's going to happen?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Like, let's take it to a vote, but you got to make sure the right people are in there so the vote goes the way you want it to go. Well, you know sure. what I mean? We'll,
3: we'll see if he gets chosen. So this is like his test to see if he actually like wants to run because he loves politics and he like tells me all this stuff and I'm like, mm-hmm, great. hmm cool and i don't know nature. anything i'm like yeah i don't know anything yeah i'm just like okay and he's always reading the news and like we
2: headed up uh freedom matters during the pandemic with lydia bosch from the village council mm-hmm. she was kind of in charge of that because i was the only one open. i mean i was like one of the only restaurants open and there i know, was other i remember seeing
3: all of the posts and criticisms and all that And i took
2: it and ran with it and it was great yeah i funneled out all the people that i didn't want coming anyways right people yeah. were like well what'd you do did you like did you try to steer clear of a offen- fit? I'm like, no, no,
0: no. So they were, you were very it's like, sorry. Clear. Not sorry. Open. Yeah.
2: But this is how it is. You know, health inspector came in and played that game. And I was like, all right, well, I've already, i literally, they know I already talked to everybody. It's so, like, I don't, I right. don't want to play this. I don't want to be nice to you to get what I want. I just want you to give it to me. Like, <laughs> yeah. Because I'm but being honest. Aren- Cause I respect it. Like, if- like we were, I was talking to a customer the there. They about it like people from up North we i get along i'm born and raised in the south but i get along with those people a lot more because they're very like straightforward yeah straightforward.
1: they're like i said i like the the northern people too because mm-hmm. they tell me like it is and that's what i want to get past mm-hmm. it and i don't still want beating around the mm-hmm. bush yeah. yeah
2: you're full of shit okay cool we've we've established that now yeah you're an asshole okay great great great. We've, yeah we've established those boundaries now we can yeah mutually agree on something else
3: yeah. yeah all right is your staff intimidated by you because of that because no. that's what i worry about they with knew mine. they were
2: going to have a job Okay. Because I got them all together and I was like,
3: No, I mean, because you're so straightforward. Like, no, that they respect it them? too, and they're okay. all
2: like, I mean, I have a Anna who's been with us 15 years. She's the same way. She's Hispanic, and she's like, This how it is. Mm-hmm. Like, just straight to the point. And I've, you know, you have to train them out of that. The more or less I'm there to deal with people. You know, three times the charm, right? Like I use that rule in business. It's like, be nice to them. If they have a complaint, take them a free cookie. And if that doesn't work, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go to McDonald's. Like, yeah. yeah, I raise prices. Look, two fifty for a diet coke. I'm like, there's McDonald's. Right. There's ten other restaurants. Right. I'm too busy to have time to. It's
1: called target market.
2: Yeah, like I don't have time. Those people were, if you're raising your prices and you don't know that we just came out of a pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where everything went up fifteen to twenty percent, and I raise it twenty five percent, so I'm making five percent margins more.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Right. Well, and you want people in there that are supporting a small business. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't, want, you're not there to make a deal. Yeah. So,
2: and like yep. with, in your franchising, but I want all of those locations to be the small town, small family oriented. It's still a small business because somebody is owning that business. It's right. not McDonald's or it's not, you don't ever want it to be. That. I don't care if I do have a thousand locations. Want, every time you walk into the marketplace, you see the walls upon, like the pictures of Pinehurst and, we'll have an accent wall with me and the franchisee and my family and my kids and my wife and creating a story in each location. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you want that vibe. So, but yeah, so no, they're not intimidated because they know yeah, what, what they're getting.
3: We'll see. So he's going to see if they choose him for this one. Cause there's like that interim position mm-hmm. and then if it's going well, or he feels like he can have a positive influence, then he'll run. But he's like, I have zero desire to do like a campaign. I'm like, you just pay somebody else to do
0: it then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know? well, yeah, but you still have to be. I mean, it's you.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll show up for the stuff. He just doesn't want to. He hates social media stuff. Mm-hmm. And
2: right, we can host it at the restaurant, and I can help organize with the local, okay, people, and yeah, we can do that.
0: All right, bang, bang, boom.
2: Like <laughs> coffee, we always did it like eight <laughs> thirty in the morning, and do coffee, and he can do a speech or whatever, or just keep it. Don't even do that. Just. There's oh, yeah. other candidates that didn't want, they were like, I don't really care about speech, but I want to mingle and meet yeah, people. Yeah, I want to talk to people. That's where Connect I'm comfortable. People. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people respect that, I think, a lot.
0: So he, so this was like a panel interview type thing, mm-hmm. and they choose the interim person, and then you run?
3: Yeah. So the election is in November.
0: Oh, but there's a position open. But now that there's has to be something
3: filled. like in the bylaws or something, you can't leave a position vacant for more than 90 days. Mm. So even though like they're getting ready to have an election. It's still more than 90 days. So they have to fill it. How many people are interviewing? I have no idea. Like, I don't know if he's the only one or if there's 50, but anybody could submit an application. Sure. But hopefully they would choose him. I mean, as people like us that are invested in the community Mm -hmm. and like here for the long haul and care about the growth and the people and not overgrowth, then that,
2: all right, there's like the village council's big, the, the whole village of is the biggest problem. Mm-hmm. They're like, we don't want to grow. And the other people are like, we need to grow. I'm like, there's some gray area there mm-hmm. yeah. where you can grow and it doesn't have to look like Aberdeen. Right, right. It never will. It's historic. You can't, yep. there's, yeah. there's rules against it. Yep. So quit saying you can't grow when you can.
3: Right. Like, we're glad the, the golf stuff is coming here that's going to help small businesses. Mm-hmm.
2: And provide jobs for other people. But not mm-hmm.
3: glad about not letting people rent out a room in their house if they want to. Like, that doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> right.
3: So there's a bunch of things. So Yeah. We'll see. And there's a lot
0: of smart and innovative people that live, I mean, everywhere, but in Pinehurst that have some really great ideas. Like, go to the people. Listen to them. You don't mm-hmm. even have to come up with the solution. Somebody else in your community kind of already has. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> All you have to do is say, "Oh, it's a really great idea. Let's run with that, and we can innovate that idea." I think mm-hmm. that's
2: a great idea for anything. Yes. Yeah. Like let the like with school board. There's six people. Okay. There's if there's a tie, <sighs> don't go to the superintendent. Just get rid of him. Mm-hmm. Let's just get rid of the school superintendent and disperse his six-figure salary to teachers. Sure. And then let us as parents. And the community taxpayers vote on the decision. Mm-hmm. If you're deadlocked and can't decide. Mm-hmm. Don't right. let some bureaucrat decide. Yeah. So what someone who's never gonna, been a teacher. Or a parent or a whatever.
3: Yeah. yeah. I can't They're, believe that's not like, a requirement yeah. to be a superintendent. I think you should have had to spend at least five years in the classroom. Mm-hmm.
0: S- silly. Or, th- I mean, yeah, to at least have a teacher on the board. Mm-hmm. Right? Hello? Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
3: One of my professors, when I got my master's in education, we were a cohort, so I had the same, there were the same students, 11 students and professor the entire time doing it, and she ran for superintendent and didn't win, and I was just like, why? Like, you're a professor training educators And somebody else, that one that's never been in the classroom. And I'm just like, that makes no sense.
0: I mean, I think you have to have a mixture of both. And I look at this from being the owner of a school who was never a teacher. And I know I don't do that well. But you're running
2: a business, not a, I mean, you're running a school, but you're running it from a business perspective, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. But I also make time. Yes. Other people do things Mm -hmm. very well. And I also make time to connect with the people who are in the classrooms teaching who say hey it'd be really cool from our perspective if we did this thing this way it would make much more sense for us to connect with the parents this way and I'm like that's a really great idea and I wouldn't have thought of that because I am not in the classroom all the time so even if they had like you know one teacher on the board that was an active teacher that she could then you know have a way to or he talk to all these other teachers and get input and then she or he is the voice of majority of the teachers right that would make sense to me Mm -hmm. right to have somebody who's literally in the trenches day to day doing this And i know they have some committees i have friends who are teachers um but it is so political and they cannot say things publicly because people
2: get their feelings hurt
0: not only that but there will be repercussions even though they say there won't be all of a sudden like oh you're not up for this position anymore Mm-hmm. right? It's okay. Well, I will just shut my mouth and do what I'm told then because I would need to stay a uh, teacher so I can pay off my student loans.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's the only reason a few of my friends are still teaching because they need to stay long enough for yep. the state to pay off their student loans. They're like, the second that happens, I'm, I'm coming to work for you mm-hmm. because I want to enjoy where I work yeah. and be right. treated like a professional right. <laughs> and, and have some say in what I do in my classroom. And other than to teach buy the my own things. Yeah. It's yeah. Like,
2: if you're the teacher and a kid gets in trouble and they go to the principal's office, and the principal the principal sends them to d- after school detention, why doesn't the principal stay? <laughs> mm. The teacher that's making a third of what the principal is making has to suff- suck it up and deal with the discipline. Mm-hmm. So then discipline goes out the door because they're like, "I'm not getting paid enough to stay after school for this." Oh, dude, it's so like there's all kinds. of It's things beyond that can be fixed. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it and a lot of it can't be fixed. At the local
2: level. It needs to be ran like a business. All schools do. It, it's, it is. Money's coming in and money's being allocated. It's a business.
0: Yeah. And a lot of things that people don't want to do have to be done. Yeah. Right? And we as taxpayers, you know, if you could say, okay, we'll raise taxes a little bit to pay our teachers. I think a lot of people would be like, okay, that sounds fair. But you have to guarantee me that that money is going to actually go to the teachers. Just like the education lottery doesn't go to the (laughs) (laughs) education. They
2: raise our taxes a quarter of a percent to (laughs) pay the teachers more? That ain't the story I'm hearing.
0: No, 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 exactly. But if you could say, (laughs) this is literally going to the teachers. We are bound by this code. I want to see the receipt.
2: Exactly, <laughs> and
0: it has to be transparent like yeah. that because we could say, "Oh, it's going to education," and they're like, "We needed this new gym, you know." And sure, I'm sure some of more County schools need to be renovated. They do, but you know, the allocation of funds it's a it's a little uh, it's not transparent. It's no. not it's not above board. Yeah, because I mean,
2: like think about it as if the teacher came out of the school and went to homeschool. 20 kids, mm-hmm. and we all paid that teacher two bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. They're making $40 an hour, mm-hmm. five days a week. Mm-hmm. That's like, I don't know what the math is. That's grand happening a year? Yeah. around the country. That needs to happen more. Or, yeah. and I mean, uh, or fix the education. Like, you can change the school board and the whatever, yep. but you're not going to change the teacher's mind so they make more money.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Part of the inspiration of starting my school. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yep,
3: That kind of answers Uh, the question a little bit.
0: (laughs) I mean, a little bit. Yeah, really, it was uh, my kids. My kids were three and one and we were driving 40 minutes to a Montessori school where I was on the board. It was a parent run school, which sounds really great in theory, right? Like we all have a vested interest. We have children there. We want what's best for the children. But in a military town and just parents who work or whatever, the board turnover was consistent and the vision changed every time a new member came on the board. So there was no consistency in how things were run or where we were going, what the trajectory was. Um, And a lot of people who had great intentions, but no business background or finance background or anything like that. So when that kind of all crumbled due to some things that were not within our control, It was like, all right, we're going to start our own school because our kids really need it. We know that Harnett County doesn't have a whole lot of options, especially Western Harnett County has very few options uh, for alternative education. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we just, we rallied and it was Mm -hmm. really for our kids and it has changed so many times. So if you ask me now, it's like, we have built this incredible community. I... Say it all the time to our staff. It's like truly one of my life's greatest privileges is to be able to do that and build the community of teachers and to connect with families and have a space where people come and get to know each other and learn from each other and parents get to connect and, you know, deal with the toddler years together. What are you doing? You know, let's get together. Um, To have kids that have been you know, kicked out of schools or whatever to have them come into the nature program and you get some of these kids outside and not sitting in a chair all the time. And all of a Mm -hmm. sudden it's like, we don't see those behaviors here, you know, to know that we have this ripple effect on literally thousands of lives in our community and then people PCS. So now they live in Florida and Washington and the impact that our school has had on them and the rest of their lives. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. they get to learn these things here and you know, those first five years of Our lives, zero to five, is the most impactful years we have. We remember things that are imprinted on us before we actually remember them. Um, They get to go take those and live the rest of their lives. And it's like Logan, I said this weekend, right? Um, He's almost 13. And he went to our school until third grade. And Molly went until second grade and this whole love for learning thing, right? If we can continue to love learning and let the children lead the way, they have the most epic ideas. Okay. Like
2: your kid's baseball story, dude. Yeah.
0: This is awesome. And I know I'm biased, right? Because he's my son, (laughs) but (laughs) this is how that plays out as they get older. You know, these boys are riding around here on their bikes like a little gang um, playing wiffle ball in everybody's yard and all this stuff, right? And they came together over the summer and they were like, let's start a baseball team together. They came up with a name. They came, they designed jerseys. They decided who was going to play what position. And if you had like an objection, they heard you out. They're holding votes. This is all completely child-led. We didn't get involved until they were like, hey, we have this idea. We figured out all of these things. Well, now we need money. Here's our jersey. Part <laughs> of it was money, yes. But we need somebody to sign us up for Top Gun, which is like the tournament, you know, whatever. It's one of the... Uh, Baseball tournaments, franchises, or whatever it is. I don't even know. Anyway, um, we need somebody to sign us up for that. And yes, we need the money to be able to enroll in these tournaments. Um, And a couple of dads decided, yes, we'll coach you guys. And all of a sudden, there we are, Saturday morning. These boys have never played an actual game together. And long story short, they won all four games this weekend, won the championship. They have no history. I'm sure these other teams were like, who the hell are these guys? Right. <laughs> like no, they've never been in a game before. There's no record of them, you know? And I, I just think that if we can give them the opportunity to do these things and from a very young age say, yes, you, you can make some of these decisions. You can figure out what you're into. We can let you do some of these things and you let us know when you need our help. Right. That's they're
2: most creative too.
0: I mean, it's it blows my mind. And they're like, so we held a vote and we would like to add this other person to the team. You know, he <laughs> played with us this weekend. And we're like yes, sure. Like we're not even, we're not even in this, like we're not the ones saying yes or no, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just wild to see how it plays out when they've been given the foundation of being able to make some of their decisions within boundaries. Montessori is not a freaking free for all where Mm -hmm. kids are running around doing whatever they want. It's freedom within limits, you know? Um, And that's like, you know, the perfect, Reason for putting your kid into school like that is like look at what they can do as they grow up. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, really, it was my kids, but now the community. And five years ago, when we were looking at retirement for Luke, he retired in October. Um, it was like you never have to go work for somebody else again, and that was like the driving force of bringing us to the next level and getting through COVID and getting resourceful and innovating and creating these new programs and much like you not closing down and figuring out the best way for us to do that. Um,
2: it's cause you were taught to figure it out for yourself and you're teaching your kids the same thing. Like yeah. fend for yourself, learn to figure it out yourself so that you're not relying on the government. Well, so very much of the down. mindset
0: yeah, of like, no one is coming to save you. No, no. Like the, and
2: if you believe that you're wrong
0: and that was the co- COVID was the turning point mm-hmm. for that. Right. For a like a lot of people totally yeah. like, Oh no, we live in America and they take care of us. No, 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 no. no. They take
2: care of themselves. <laughs>
0: this is America, and so we take care of ourselves, right? You know, or at least we the illusion.
2: They, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. right, right, right. We, the people, not. Yes, they. They don't count. They, they, <laughs> the yeah.
0: corporations. Yeah, really, corporations,
2: banks. Yeah. Medical insurance, insurance and banks,
0: pharmaceuticals. Yeah. Let's just dive down that rabbit hole. But yes, that was the moment where it was like, oh, no, we have to make the decisions that are best for our family and for our community and for these children to be able to grow up. A lot of those kids were learning how to talk during COVID. Mm -hmm. If you miss that, the delay there is That's what they want, though. Yeah, I we could go down that's, that that's whole another rabbit, rabbit, rabbit hole, hole, hole right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the whole school system is set up for you to go be a factory worker and for you to just continue to work, 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 work instead of, oh, no, you can own your own business and you can do all these other things, right? Yep. So, yeah, that's it's evolved and changed over the years, but, you know, it all revolves around people. I love, 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 love people. I love figuring out what makes people tick, what makes you happy. Um, obviously, the Enneagram but, uh, yeah, it's evolved and changed. Has that been the same for you?
3: Yeah. I mean, basically for me, I just saw a need in the community and what was needed where I lived at the time. I didn't live in Moore County at that point. We lived over, um, in Carolina lakes and yeah, I just saw a need and I was already business minded. I always have been since I was little I'm like, I would find like pennies in the street and I'm like my mom's like don't pick this up they're dirty and I'm like I have to save up for college
2: <laughs> <laughs> see
3: that's that whole mindset of yeah. our generation yeah and I'm like no I have to save for college but it for me it was more the mindset that I knew I had to I had to make the path for myself for what I wanted to achieve so and I wasn't expecting even as a kid someone else to just give it to me or do it for me sure um I just always grew up independent that's just how it was. And so anyways, I just saw a need. And then I was also working at other places and I'm like, oh, they should do it this way. Why are they not doing it this way? They should be doing it this way. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was like working at I two, still do that. Yeah. I do. I did it in the ER the other night. I was like, what they need to do over here is yeah. this.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I'm, like,
2: and I'm like, uh, this isn't working right. So yeah. Where's the manager? Yeah. I don't see him.
0: You're like, can I tell you a few things?
2: Yeah, well, it's like the uh, the Toastery that closed down. Yeah, uh, a while back, before mm-hmm. Yellowbird mm-hmm. and before the other places there now. I tell you. Yeah, it's like it's bad cursed. juju or something. Yeah. It's like no. me and Casey were in there, and we went twice to give it a second try, and we were like, I mean, uh, cooks were coming out of the kitchen, and I'm like, What's going on? Like, there's not nobody's in charge. Mm-hmm. This is not going to last, and it ended up closing.
3: Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, just I saw a need for for what I was offering personally teaching private music lessons and I'm like other people don't want to do this out of their house because I didn't want to do it out of my house Mm -hmm. because I'm like my husband can't even like walk through this room when he gets home from work (laughs) because I'm working and the baby's here and the dogs are barking and I knew also like a lot of males that wanted to teach private lessons, but there's that like stigma of like, mm-hmm. you know, dropping your kid off with a man at mm-hmm. his house alone. And so, um, and I just also wanted more structure cause I wasn't good at like telling the families directly as the teacher, like, I know you missed, but you still need to pay me because right. I still had the time set aside for you cause they just saw it as well. She just got to hang out with their kids and, You know, Mm -hmm. whatever, and you. I'm sure you have that struggle with cancellations, and (laughs) and it is hard to tell people, no, you still have to pay me, yeah, because I set the time aside because you're also trying to make them happy, yeah. But if you're a brick and mortar, you have a little bit more credibility, I guess, if to do that. Um, But I added all the other programs to our facility because of stuff that I could not find for my own kids. So kind of like you, like my daughter, I'm like. I want a dance studio that challenges her, that will pre. She wanted to dance professionally, that will prepare her to be a professional dancer. That is not competitive, because there is, you know, there can be positives in in competition. And I'm a competitive type person, mm-hmm. um, but that's not what I wanted for her. And I didn't want her pushed to the brim to win a prize or to be first place. I wanted her to challenge herself and meet her goals. And so I was like, so we can add the dance studio. Um, And then I don't have to drive. (laughs) 30, 30 minutes, four nights a week for her to go dance somewhere that either is not properly preparing her or they have inappropriate costumes. Or, you know, I just, yeah. So I was like creating what I thought was needed for my own child. And I'm like, surely other people want this. And I'm like, I doubt it's going to be that big.
2: <laughs> was, and here we are now. Right, right, right,
0: right. Second location. Yeah. How many students?
3: Oh, it depends when you look, but about 1800. No big
0: deal. Yeah. So, not that big.
3: so that's a lot of people to communicate with though. But yes. I had no clue what I was doing. I did not have the right systems in place. I did not. I, I had no idea what I was doing. And one of the things that I've learned as a business owner, too, is just listen to the people that are there. <laughs> like, yep. Yes. And there are some key, like, parents there that I'm like, I really don't know how to handle this situation. I'm going to call this parent and ask them what they think because I know they're invested in the studio and I know they care. And sometimes they'll have suggestions that i'm like well that can't happen because of this right but um that's what keeps them there too is they know that i care about their suggestions and their ideas and letting Mm -hmm. them be involved and yeah it's a community thing i think it's super cool i was there saturday like you said and molly was there and the parent all the kids came out and they were talking and all the dads were actually sitting there And these people met because of the studio Mm -hmm. and they vacation together now Mm -hmm. and they like do all the things and it's like they met because of a dance class. Right. Like that is cool. Like, Mm -hmm. it's like, great. I taught these kids how to dance or play a musical instrument. Um, But also I feel like what we, what we do has a higher purpose and it's been cut out of schools Mm -hmm. and it's just proven that when you put your kids in the arts, it helps them excel in all areas of their life. Yeah. So yeah, so it's kind of, and it has kind of morphed to over the years of the purpose and now it's community and, um, offering the things in the community, family friendly entertainment. Um, yeah. You uh, can you you talk. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So yeah.
0: But you want to be a place where an entire family can come and mm-hmm. parents feel comfortable with their kids doing dance or watching a uh
3: a show, a show. yeah right and we have some things that will we'll say ages 16 and up like we do an improv night and like the actors might say a cuss word or something like yeah. that so
0: like we don't recommend you bring little mm-hmm. kids to this well and you also want it's improv right. right so you want it to be safe for the people doing improv <laughs> that they're not going to like accidentally drop an f-bomb and then be like oh no you know right right
3: so and that's fine to provide the older entertainment but um but we do nothing like polarizing that would make anybody feel uncomfortable sitting in the theater mm-hmm. so we want it to be enjoyable for everyone yeah so i don't see any point in doing that Good. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) I I see no point in doing that. You can be influential in your community and still be positive.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And you can also have your opinions. Yep. Uh, And and (laughs) in the same other hand, you don't, not everybody has to know your opinion about everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. I think in certain circles you can offer that opinion when it is a topic of discussion. And then other times you don't have to have your opinion be voiced. Yeah. In that moment. It's a struggle
2: for me, for sure. Totally. And I think you have to learn
0: <laughs> where it's appropriate and where it is not uh, like a fight or a battle you're willing to have. Yeah. Right? Because yeah, I know that. you've been really vocal. Well, during I'm COVID. So maybe he's a one. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, well, but I've always let people approach me 1st Right. Uh-huh. Like, I don't mind telling you, but I'm not, I, don't, I try really hard. Not, very rarely do I do it without being asked. Because unasked un- un- for advice is criticism. Mm. Right? So, but if somebody th- comes at me like they did during the pandemic or whatever, I have a zero problem voice in my opinion. So
0: you had people coming to you but it, but criticizing it, what you were
2: doing. Yeah, oh yeah. It started with a pulmonary doctor, which is a lung doctor. Mm-hmm. And he sat in my restaurant for two hours, maskless. This is like June, July. Okay. Like super early in 2020. Sent me a private message on Facebook and was like, you know, I'm really ashamed. Uh, however, he said it. It's a real shame that you're doing that. And I was like, you know, it's your choice to feel that way. It's my choice to run my business the way I see fit. And you don't have to, you don't have to be here.
3: But he sat there maskless.
2: Two hours. But he's a lung doctor. So you think he made a lot of money during COVID? (laughs) Yeah, he did.
0: Why did he, I'm like confused.
2: He's, we, he didn't agree politically with me. And I, you know, I didn't say anything to him directly politically other than, right? Like everybody's money's green. I don't care who you vote for if you're a customer. I cared a lot during the pandemic because it was a thing. Right. And people made it a thing. So I ran with it and made that decision. But at the end of the day, I really don't care. Um, But he screenshotted our private conversation and put it on Facebook. Oh. So then he sent it, he screenshotted it and tagged uh, Sandhills Pride and like all these complete opposite of the way I think. So I was like, okay, I'll do the same thing. And I sent I didn't say anything. (laughs) I just sent it to all the conservatives and those people. And... They had a great time with it. (laughs) So then they all started Oh yeah. I didn't do anything. And what were we debating
0: at this point?
2: Being open and being I was disrespectful to him as a as a consumer for being open and being But he didn't have to come.
0: No. And
3: he wasn't wearing a mask.
2: (laughs) Well and but I let him I didn't go to him and say I don't agree with you or Mm -hmm. he approached me. Sure. And I was like, All right, well I have no problem that if you're gonna be that way to me, I'll be that way to you.
0: So then they they were debating wearing masks.
2: Yeah, it turned into a whole thing, and then and then freedom matters with Lydia Bosch that that started, and then they were like, all right, well Luke's you know brave enough to do what he needs to do as a small business owner to stay open, uh-huh. and it just kind of domino effect of success, and it filtered out all the people that. Statistically, think like him and weren't good tippers. They were complaining about something all the time, whether it was COVID, whether it was you know. You get the people that come in and order roast beef on untoasted wheat bread with nothing on it. And they're like, man, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because you didn't order what we make. So, sure. You know, and you try to kill people with kindness, but that's why I used the three times a charm rule in the restaurant. Yeah. Give them free cookie. Be nice the second time. Check on them, and that third time if they're still rude, we we don't need them. Sure. You give them a chance. But then eventually you have to, you can't be lukewarm. You have to, I think you have to pick a lane, but you got to know when to pick that lane.
0: Mm-hmm. After the third time.
2: Or before. For you. Depends on the person, <laughs> I guess.
0: Better than me. Don't be rude to my staff either.
2: Like, I don't, you know.
0: It's funny.
3: I had a lot of doc. I have a lot of doctors, and they still sent their kids to us. And mm-hmm. they were like, you're not going to make them wear a mask while they're dancing, right? Like, they're breathing heavily.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, we <laughs> would deliver food to the surgical clinic. And I would, go into the physical therapy entrance, not wearing one. I have 80 or a hundred sandwiches that I'm delivering, delivering myself. Cause it had three people working for me Mm -hmm. during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. Like you need a mask. And I'm like, Oh, you can just not have lunch. Yeah. And they're like fun. And you walk through none of the doctors down there are wearing them. They're walking around shaking hands, blowing their nose. All the normal things that people do. Right. And you go upstairs and it's like a whole freaking new world. Mm -hmm. It's crazy.
0: Yeah. That was my experience too. And I don't know if it was like that everywhere. I'm from San Diego and it was very, very different there Mm -hmm. than it was here. Yeah. And, you know, I was very much like, oh, I went down some serious rabbit holes. I still get, uh, you know, like your memories from three years ago in your stories. And I'm like dissecting who owns what company? Why is Walmart open? You know, just down the rabbit hole to the point where I was like, this is not, this This is really actually affecting my life and there's nothing I can do to change it except to just control my little world. What am I willing to do? You know, it's like we went to Lowe's food, Molly and I, and this is after I think they were like about to lift the mask mandate or I got whatever. Out those foods. Probably more so in the beginning. But Molly and I were in there without a mask. None of neither of us were sick. Heaven forbid, you know, like we were healthy people going in to just grab some food. And this man and his son kept kind of following us in Lowe's, but giving me like the death stare. And he was like, <laughs> ugh, you know? And I just smiled at him because I was not going to get into any sort of anything. Like sure. I'm living my life,
2: sure. you know. It's a free country. Yeah.
0: And we walk out of Lowe's Foods. We are like almost to the asphalt, and he looks at me and he's like, "Put a mask on
2: <laughs> while you're outside." I
0: know, and I was like,
3: "Somebody oh, told said that to me and Ethan before too." They're yeah, like
0: she's like, "I can't believe y'all aren't wearing a mask." Well, there's, I mean, there's a ton of that. He whips out his phone and starts walking towards us to record. And I was like, immediately I'm like, my daughter's with me and you are a a grown man, yeah, right? What are your intentions here? Okay. So I'm like, Molly, turn around. I don't want you on this guy's phone. What? I don't know what he was going to do with it. Were you going to report us to the mask police? I'm unsure. Um,
2: Go look that in Moore County.
0: And also again, this was like, they had already said, we're like, we're preparing the mask mandate is you know, being lifted on Friday, you know? And I'm like, oh, okay, because Friday COVID is gone. Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> um, but so he starts walking towards us. And I was like, Molly, turn around. Just we're just gonna keep walking to the car. And he still is like berating me. And he has his son. And I'm like, I turn around I'm like, You're a really great dad. This is a horrible example for your son that you are following a woman and her child to their car and on camera. Yes. And he keeps saying like, you're disgusting, put a mask on, whatever. And I was like, Molly, get in the car. And I shut her door and I had so much adrenaline that I just turned around and like puffed up and started walking straight towards him. I'm like, this is harassment. And he jumped in his minivan (laughs) and closed the door real quickly and started speeding off. He came over to, um, he videotaped my license plate and I'm like, again, who are you reporting me to? Right. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those moments where I was like, listen, I will like, I will fight you right now. And yeah, I think yeah. back and I'm like, what, have, what would I even have done? I don't know. But I was just mama bear in that moment. Mm-hmm. And Molly remembers sure. like being in the car, looking over the <laughs> seat out the back at me. And she, she was like, I didn't know what you were going to do. Yeah. How but-
3: did, how did you open a hair salon during that? Cause weren't you not allowed to, to like do hair.
0: I remember going to somebody's house to get my hair done. Mm-hmm. So did I. But I thought it was because like you couldn't use blow dryers because that like blew <laughs> the COVID around. Mm-hmm. No.
1: they So we shut down for, was it three months or two months? We couldn't be at the salon at all. That's when people were doing it out of the house. Mm-hmm. So instead you were still of,
2: working for somebody else at that time. Yeah. yeah. I was working
1: for somebody else. But what I decided to do, a lot of people was like, oh, I'll do your hair at home. I was like, I don't want to come to your house because I don't know what's going on. So Mm -hmm. like, and plus, I don't feel safe at somebody's house. I I might know you in the salon, but how is your husband at home? I'm not coming. Right. So I did um, touch-up kits and I would deliver it to people's house and I would just leave it on their doorstep. And then as I would do products too. So that's how I was making money during COVID was just helping out that way. And then I would make a video and I would send it to people on how to apply their own color. What? What? Yeah.
3: So smart. That is so,
1: so <laughs> smart. Yep.
0: How did you think of that? Thrivers. Oh, wow. <laughs> they helped Put me out. They were plug. like, yeah. a
1: lot of yeah. people are going to like say, oh, save your roots for me. Wait till we get to the salon. Or they would go to somebody's house and they're like, they're not saving their roots. If they have to work and they have to be on video chats and stuff like that, they're not saving their hair for you. They're gonna go get box color, and then you're gonna have to fix it when you go back. Mm. So a lot of people had to fix a lot of hair when they went mm. back. And me, I was like, I'm good to go because I gave them exactly what they needed, and they were good to go. And I had great hair whenever like, don't I came back, and it was and easy. Save money. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: that's so, impressive. You should yep. still keep doing that. Actually,
1: I do offer that. So. Um, a lady I know, she's going to be RVing all around the country. And she was like, What am I going to do with my hair? I was like, Girl, I, got, <laughs> I you. got you. just yeah. send me your
2: address when you're parked. Yeah. Yeah, because
3: yeah, you can still serve clients uh-huh. without them having to come in. Yep. It's just passive. And they save
2: money by not paying her top end prices. Yeah.
0: Right. Yep. And it's your time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is so
3: smart. Yep. I love that. Camp. Yep. Breaking news: Brandon did not get chosen for <gasps> Village
0: Council. Uh, they are Did they say who know? got chosen?
3: Somebody. But three board members have already reached out to him, telling him he needs to run because they want him on it. But do they it. went with somebody with more experience.
2: Do it. It's just interim. That doesn't count, anyways. Yeah. Run.
0: Right. So, how do they make it? As I was know, right? forty minutes. I ahead. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That is. So, are we announcing Brandon's campaign here? Is that what's happening? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he
2: just- to be continued.
0: Yeah. You know,
1: something I heard was a lot of men will run for like a position that they know that. They probably can't do but they can learn on the job but women will not take it if they don't know it 100%. Hmm.
0: Interesting. Mm -hmm. It's pretty interesting. And I don't know how you'd even do that in politics. I would never in my life run for political office. That sounds so stressful. Really? And you... I I probably would. I guess owning a business you're kind of... In a similar situation In terms of What I was about to say Is like You can't please All the people All the time And you're going to Constantly be criticized
2: But it's kind of like Working for somebody else When you run for politics True Kind of Yeah It's like the best Of both worlds right. But really When it comes down to it You work for other people yeah. You always have a boss True but true
3: He doesn't care What people say about him
2: Nope That's important That's yeah. why you should run He's like- He has my endorsement if that <laughs>
3: are you gonna run his campaign luke
2: i don't know if i'll run it but i can find somebody to run it we can host the events
3: yeah there you go it's free
2: marketing for the marketplace well yeah totally that's smart Yeah. it's Fair. very
3: very smart all right thank
0: you guys for coming yeah, thanks for having us yeah, yeah was, this was a lot of fun yeah. thank yeah. you so much you can visit luke if he's there at the marketplace in pinehurst um what's that road
2: Murdochsville and two eleven. That's two four six Olmstead Boulevard.
0: (laughs) Perfect. And Brittany at Oak and
1: Ivy. Yep. It's in I saw in Pennsylvania. But you can check out my Instagram too. one's Brittany Ransdale and the other one is Branded with Brittany.
3: Link it. Yeah, we'll
0: do that. We always link it. We always <laughs> link it. It's all good. See, First that's my,
3: my type of girl. Not about like I don't even know what my social media. That's I what Katie's
0: it. for. It. I have two. That's what Katie's for. Yeah. Contact, collab mm-hmm. with Katie. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Thanks. All right. Bye. Thanks, bye.
1: bye.